Ladies and gentlemen, we have been in a tropical storm all day. It has been raining nonstop. And I'm quite upset about it because I wanted to do the skateboarding, but I can't. I guess I'll have to settle with the fact that the Libertarian Party has endorsed Black Lives Matter and says we must be anti-racist. Well, welcome to the TimCast IRL podcast. My name is Tim Poole, and I'm hanging out with some friends tonight. What's up, everybody? How you doing? It's Adam Krigler here. Hey. Smash that like button. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Oh, that was too quick. <laughs> what? Are oh, you what kidding a me? And it goes, but it goes to you after me anyway. Why would you just jump back Oh, I usually got a Tim for She didn't want then. you to be able to say smash the like button. Okay, let's, let's oh, try who that again. Doesn't, who doesn't want to smash the like button? There we go. Right? We Am I like right? <laughs> I'm gonna, Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm going to get yeah. one of these buttons, say how dare you, but I'm going to have smash it's, it. It's going to be you saying smash the like button so I can press it. That's good. <laughs> Steal it out <laughs> from under that's, you. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We should do that. What up, everybody? <laughs> there we go. Oh, my goodness. Did yes, there's it? also Lydia, yeah. right? Hello. Oh, hey. I'm producing. Oh, man. You're trying to. The Libertarian Party has endorsed Black Lives Matter. And part of me wants to laugh, and I have. And the other part of me is kind of sad. Not that the Libertarian Party has done much, but here, this, is, this is actually pretty significant. The Libertarian Party is the third biggest political party. They got uh, four and a half million votes in 2016. And I believe with this tweet, they just freed... Uh, so, so Joe Jorgensen, who's the candidate, just tweeted out uh, support for Black Lives Matter, like a direct call to action, which is... Board, I would say it steps over the line into authoritarianism, which is hilarious for the for the Libertarian Party. But this probably freed up a large swath of their votes. And I have to wonder, does the Libertarian Party want Trump to win? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're like, well, we're going to lose. Uh, say something to make sure people vote for Trump instead of us. <laughs> All right. I endorse Black Lives Matter. Boom. It wasn't just about endorsing Black Lives Matter. It was the it was the overt call to action which border, like, it, it, it's literally a, a, a call to take action, right? So the heart of libertarianism is, well, it's essentially leave me alone. Don't tread on me. Yeah. And she put out a call saying, we must be anti-racist. Anti-racism is a specific ideology. Maybe she just didn't realize what she was tweeting. But, man, got some other uh, weird wokeness emerging. Urban Dictionary has gone woke and is now denouncing their... Uh, past <laughs> their, existence their urban, the yeah. urban side of them yeah apparently <laughs> they what can't the they can't uh, say urban things anymore for the fear of offending people yeah they basically were like we're not going to be a platform for hate speech oh man these are trying times but uh you know maybe this is all going to push us to critical mass where regular people are being squeezed so hard they yep. just burst yep like how much pressure can can this country take you know what i mean and i have to imagine when 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 you see that the diction so so it's not just urban dictionary like the regular old dictionary is now saying the word homosexuality that word mm-hmm. offensive can't say it oh not kidding isn't that uh, a thing can't say it but it's a thing isn't it yeah homosexuality is it's a, a word that defines something yes it's offensive so say to who miriam webster to who's it? I don't think it matters who's defensive to because because like because one person on the internet got offended. That's how they ended up changing the definition of racism. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well. Hold on. To be fair, I'm sure, it was more than one person there, but one person got offended on the on behalf of that one person. Right. And so that was the call to action. And so you know, it, we'll, 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 we're going to talk about all this stuff. So make sure if you haven't already, you smashed the like button. Smash the subscribe button, the notification bell. And I, and I really do want to stress the like button because apparently it has a huge impact on YouTube's recommendation algorithm. People have been pointing out that we've been getting recommended way, way more because of the likes. So if you really, really do want to support us, you just, just smash the like button. 
That's why Adam says it so much. It's almost his catchphrase. But we're also going to talk about, I guess, punk rock and just roll with it because we're in a we're in a social justice taken over the world kind of day, I mm-hmm. suppose. But uh, other than that, you know, it's a tropical storm outside. I think we all survived. And then uh, stay tuned after the show. We're going to play some music. Adam's got uh, some whiskey. I don't know where that whiskey came from. I don't know either. What is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's called Angel's Envy, and uh, someone sent it. Oh, cool. So that's, uh, I figured I'd try it right now because, uh, well, not right now, but uh, later on. There, and, there, uh, yeah, thank you for whoever sent that this way. There is also a really massive breaking news story that Trump has commuted the sentence of Roger Stone, but the reason we're not really going to get into it is because we don't have all the context pulled up. And to go through his case and Trump's position, the prison sentence and all that stuff, I thought would be probably too much because it literally happened like five minutes ago. So I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to pull up all the sources to verify everything we would need to verify. So we're going to roll with what we got. The Libertarian Party has decided to get woke. And of course, they're backpedaling. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you now to Joe Jorgensen. Uh, She tweeted, it is not enough to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racist. Black Lives Matter, vote gold. Well, following this tweet, there was a major backlash from basically everyone. She got ratioed. Of course, a bunch of internet social justice warriors were on board with this, but telling the Libertarian Party that you must actively do something is like kind of the opposite of what the Libertarian Party is supposed to do. What's her middle name? Is it Karen? It should be. (laughs) If we find out it's Karen, I'm going to die laughing. You know, I'm sorry. I have to do this. My friends, I give you the ultimate meme. There it is. It's been for the, going around for a while, right? This is super old, but it's, it's, it's perfect. So I want to make sure it's clear as we start this segment. When I criticize the libertarian candidates, it's not unique to Joe Jorgensen or the current uh, party leaders. Because this meme, for those that are listening, shows a beautiful, majestic fox for which it says underneath libertarian ideas. And then the next image is this weird, scraggly Muppet-looking thing. Taxidermied. Taxidermied, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, he's, he's a terrib- and terribly it says, done. Terribly libertarian done, yeah. candidates. And it is a sad reality that the Libertarian Party just for some reason can't get a strong candidate. Now, Gary Johnson, you know, he was probably as good as they could have gotten in a long time. And then he had his Aleppo moment, among other uh. problems. So let this be my, to be fair, disclaimer. The Libertarian Party is not known for putting forth the best candidates. Now, why can't they do it? I just don't know. I just don't know. And I'll tell you what. So the second tweet Joe Jorgensen sent out after the massive backlash was Black Lives Matter means standing in solidarity with a mourning black community as we fight together to end qualified immunity, police brutality, sentencing disparities, and the war on drugs, not support any organization by that name. This is an overt and outright backpedal for one reason. Calling for people to be anti-racist, saying we must. Look, man, part of the criticism they're getting is legit. The Libertarian Party saying they're going from don't tread on me to we must tread. So naturally, people are going to be like, yo, don't tell me what to do. But anti-racism has an overt philosophy. More, more importantly, they've actually tweeted this out, which count contradicts what their actual what their actual goals are. Libertarian in chief. This is Todd Hagopian. He's a 2020 Oklahoma Corporation Commission candidate, libertarian activist, chairman of the Northeast Oklahoma Region LP, successful businessman, he says. 
And in this 3.5 rights and discrimination from the from the party platform, they straight up say that we reject the idea that a natural right can ever impose an obligation upon others to fulfill that right. Let me break this down for y'all. The Libertarian Party has just asserted you must take action uh, to fulfill positive rights. Positive rights specifically mean that you must do a thing to fulfill it versus negative rights where you can't do a thing. Libertarians typically believe for the most part in negative rights. Like if you have a negative civil right, it means no one can infringe upon your civil rights. A positive civil right means you must take action to fulfill and guarantee. So this is where the big problem comes in when anti-racism is quite literally an ideology that says you must be actively conscious about racism, ending racism, taking actions to end inequities in daily lives. And it specifically refers to actions white people must take that everyone else mustn't. Just like they're doing in Seattle right now. All white people need to go take this anti-racism training. You know about this? Boom. Only, Only white people, though. Yep. Only if you're white. And they tell you you have to undo your whiteness. So I'll be I'll be fair. Maybe Joe Jorgensen did not know what she was talking about. I Definitely not. But maybe then she should tweet out, I didn't know what I was talking about, and that was a mistake. But she doubled down. But she doubled down. <laughs> Anti-racism, you can look this up. It's not a, a, a new thing. Like the, the, It's an ideology that's been held for a long time. It's like if you say you oppose racism— that is different from being an anti-racist. Like, I think racism is bad. I believe, I personally land on the side of, I think businesses should accommodate the public and should not be able to discriminate for a variety of reasons. Because I am not a libertarian. I'm a liberal, meaning I typically believe for the most part in liberty, but there are some things where I agree we have to figure out how to work together. And sometimes you got to say, listen, you know, uh, to give you the specific example, and I'll try and make it simple because it would probably go on for too long. If you are in a public place funded by public funds and public taxes, I understand some people don't agree with taxes, but for the time being, if I'm putting in my money for the roads, the electrical, for the plumbing, the infrastructure, the police, the fire department, the national security, then I don't think it's fair that you get to benefit from my contributions, but then deny me services when you're using infrastructure. That's kind of my position. So I do think there's an argument there if you're in a more rural place, unincorporated or something, or you have a private business, or you have like a, a consultancy or something. It, my, my position mostly falls upon brick and mortar and like the use of public uh, places. But for the Libertarian Party, they don't think businesses should be allowed, uh, should have to adhere to any of this stuff. So that brings me to, I believe this is, yes, Michael Malice. I tweeted, I think Michael Malice just shattered the brain of the libertarian presidential candidate because he asked, as the libertarian candidate for president, do you support the repeal of anti-discrimination laws? She didn't answer. Because if she does and she answers what she really thinks, the liber- then she would get torn up. They just box themselves into a corner. And I got to say, it really does feel like they're not, I'm sorry, man. They're, they're, they, they've just done themselves in, I think. At this point, you, we are going to see a massive number of voters flock to Donald Trump. Check I don't know. At the, hold on. Hold on. Before we move on from that, at the yeah. same time, didn't they just, in, Cal, in California, right? Yeah. Didn't they, like, change their civil rights um, so you can discriminate? The, so, so almost that is very libertarian of, of California, right? 
arguably yes yeah, right so it's sure. like yep she almost it almost feels like she's just pandering to that crowd now well obviously obviously she is but it's you know it's like specifically about the rights and discrimination it's like that's what they're doing in many of these places they're allowing people to discriminate again so maybe yep. that's what people want maybe they maybe that would be um i don't even know what the answers are going to be but it's like seems like Look, she's uh she is pandering to them and it's working it is for some so if we now have the democratic party <laughs> but not the libertarians well, for, L- the libertarians are pissed oh i know right so i so so here's what i'm saying right check this out this is 2016 gary johnson got 4.488931 4,480,931 votes this is after the aleppo this is the result okay yeah, yeah, yeah. right so how many of these 4 million first of all will actually hear that she tweeted out support for black lives matter Good point. i heard it but I you're, you're active yeah, on Twitter. I, I voted for, yeah, well, I voted for Were Gary you planning Johnson, on voting so. for the Libertarian Party? I will not tell anyone who I was even thinking about voting for, because I don't know yet. Oh, I, I'm, what, I was considering it, yeah. What, are you now? No. Yeah, absolutely not. That's not Libertarian. <laughs> How could you say it's something not. like that? It's the opposite. Telling, yeah. telling people what they must do. I don't I'm like, like it. I don't like it. Yeah, because the way I think about it is, for the Libertarian, for, for, for the libertarian Party... You're, it's like libertarianism acknowledges that other people believe other things. To tell someone what they must do or believe is the antithesis of libertarianism. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't, per- I don't like anyone telling me what to think or believe. I, I, I don't like it at all. I, I have the right to disagree with you. You have the right to disagree with me. We could talk about it civilly. I'm cool with that. That's how I roll. So now we have the Democratic Party and the Libertarian Party, and they're, they're, they're embracing intersectionalism. Now, I wonder if they'll try and backpedal on this because they're not going to win support from progressives. That's insane. What do they think was going to happen? That like Antifa is going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, that settles it. I'll, I guess I'll vote for the Libertarian <laughs> Party now because they believe in like, I guess be, because they agree with them on police brutality stuff. No, I, Antifa's like the, the attack dog of the Democratic Party. It's like that's I mean, I'm, maybe that's not a fact, but that's just what I believe. That's what I'm seeing. Like a, they're, it's, they're it's, not going to go libertarian. They're going to vote for Democrats because that's what they were told. No, Antifa hates Democrats. Really? But, but they would vote for Bernie if Bernie was a Democrat. Ah, uh, okay. Now that Joe Biden and Bernie have done the unity party thing, mm-hmm. you might see a lot of these people be like, I'll take it. Like, take, 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 the, take the concession because you'll get some wins. I mean, are they going to be on the ticket, this unity party? So, n- no. All right. It's not unity party. It's actually really funny that, you know, Brett... Brett Weinstein did the unity party thing and right. then Joe Biden and Bernie announced their u- unity platform to unify the progressives and the and the corporate Dems the unity platform. But basically what happens is they're not advocating for directly for Medicare for all. They're advocating for a path to Medicare for all, but they're advocating for a strong public option that would automatically enroll low income people into a uh, um, deductible free government paid health care program, which I'm like. Huh. Sounds like Medicare for all. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like saying if you're poor, free health care. If you're not poor, suck it up and pay for it. So here's what we look, man. You know what? I can't help but be a little pessimistic. You've got the Libertarian Party embracing this stuff. Oh, man. It, everything is broken. You know, we, we had that story of the, the NBC guy who claimed that he had COVID. Yeah. And then it came out that he just made the whole, what, he made the whole thing up. Is that no, what no. I read about it. It wasn't that he didn't. Ha- he was sick. But he was just saying, oh, I've got COVID. I've got COVID. And it turns out, <laughs> n- no, he didn't. It was just regular pneumonia, which exists without yeah. COVID. 
And that's what it was. So they blew it out of proportion. Probably the same thing. Yep. Kwamba, I mean, he probably didn't even have any sickness because I, I don't believe it. anything that comes out of that man's mouth. He got food poisoning. It was like, COVID. Here's yes. my chance. Let's like extort he, this. He ate a soggy burrito from the back of the fridge, <laughs> got sick, and was like, oh, what do I do? Now, more likely, he stubbed his toe. Yeah. <laughs> Walking up the stairs. Ah, and then he looked at, and then he looked at the, the bump and said, oh, COVID toes. COVID toes. Yeah, COVID toes is a real thing for those who don't know. Like, you, people are getting blisters on their toes and stuff. Weird. But listen, here's, 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 here's how I see it. If, if the Libertarian Party just made the, like, this is their Aleppo moment. This is seriously the Aleppo moment for the Libertarians. Yep. I wonder if, because Gary Johnson had the Aleppo moment, I, uh, they may have already lost some of these votes. And, I'm, and I don't think Libertarians are guaranteed to go Republican. I think they're just slightly more likely because they might take, like, I guess I'll accept some things they offer. Yeah. But th- most of the people I know who are into the Libertarian Party are like, socially progressive in some ways. But it's it's a unique thing. It's its own thing. I don't think they'll go for the Democrats because the Democrats are authoritarian, big government, and ideological. Mm-hmm. But here's what, I, here's what I think. Gary Johnson's Aleppo moment, for those that aren't familiar, was when he was being interviewed in 20, it was like a, it was a 2016 cycle, so it might have been 2015. He was asked what he would do about Aleppo, and he said, and what is Aleppo? And for those that don't know, it's a city in Syria that was being you know under siege, ISIS, and all that stuff. And everybody, like, in the Politico sphere was like, what? This dude's running for president? And, and then so they had to explain it to him. And he went, oh, oh, yeah, Syria. Oh, okay, well. And that was, like, a huge gaffe for them. I got I to gotta be honest, though. That probably generated the dude a ton of press. Mm-hmm. People who didn't know about him before all of a sudden were like, well, I'm not going to blame him for not knowing the name of that city. But I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people probably were like, I'll vote for him. Well, 4 mil, 4 mil, 4.488. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking, man. The endorsement of Black Lives Matter and the call to direct action, that I think is going to cost them bigger than they've... I, I th- agree. I, I definitely agree with you. I think if if you went to every single person voting Libertarian, 95% would walk away upon hearing she did this. I could be wrong. Maybe people in the comments will be like, no, no, that's fine. We love what she's saying, but I really don't think so. I'm not seeing a lot of that. No, people not are. Not on Twitter. Not on Twitter, no. Yeah. The libertarians are like. <laughs> I have yet to see anyone that, that likes that she said that. <laughs> well, yeah. the left does. I'm seeing like. I'm sure. I'm seeing do. Antifa be like, here, here. We won't vote for you, but thanks for the endorsement. Right. People are pointing out that like if you actually look up anti-racism, it is, it is this intersectionalism ideology condemning white people like you mentioned in seattle they're doing trainings where white people are being told to undo whiteness that just blows me away it's like instead of letting racism die off they want it on the forefront of everybody's mind and that's that's the opposite they're they're trying to perpetuate it they don't want it to go away they want to be able to have this tool to use as emotional like an emotional trigger for for people nowadays like I've been researching so much about racism nowadays, you know, and it's like it, it really is not it's not as prevalent as they're making it out to be. It's not. Can we, it can, just simply isn't. Can we create an ideology and movement based on Terry Crews? Terry uh, Crews' yeah, ideas it. matter. I, he's great. He's we'll great. It, yeah. Terry Crews' ideas matter. So for those that don't know, Terry Crews said, like, I don't care about the color of your skin, basically, you know, good people of all kinds. We got to come together. Yep. He said, he said, we can't, we can't have Black Lives Matter become Black Lives Better. And he got attacked for it. And then Don Lemon even was like, you walked into this, you should have known. 
And he's like, you should have thick skin. I've got thick skin. Look what I've got. And it's like, okay, well, you were saying the exact same things that Terry Crews is advocating for seven years ago. Actually, whoa. 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 (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Right. (laughs) Way worse. I didn't even say anything. And you're like, wait, I know. Way, way worse (laughs) things. Terry was calling for equality, saying, like, let's just all be equal. Let's let everyone come to the table, have a conversation. Don Lemon, that was not what he was saying. He was like, pull your pants up. Get whoop, whoop. like he's his words. I know, I know. Verbatim, he said that. I, I, that was the number one thing on his list. So he said a bunch of things. That a lot of things can get us in trouble. <laughs> yes, targeting a specific racial group that yep. he is a part of. That's over things. That's all I'm going to say over over character over, over cultural behaviors that exist upon among other races. That's the issue. Yep. Right now, you can argue when it came to Don Lemon that they were saying like, you know, Don Lemon was talking specifically about his community. But if you stripped, if you, if you just took the words mm-hmm. and put them on any other platform, you get banned outright. Yep. I suppose you can say Don Lemon is speaking from experience. That's why it was acceptable back then. But he was saying Bill O'Reilly doesn't go far enough. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly, actually, if, if we're going to get into the details, he was the one who was talking about what Terry was talking about. Yeah. How the family, the family unit is really important and we need to really glorify the family unit because people are, are falling out and then... They don't have that structure. They don't have that that solid rock of what a family can give to people. And uh, then then he was like, "Oh, that's not far enough." Yeah. Then he was like, "I'm gonna." Well, so so here's what here's what I want to bring this up because there's a meme, like a it's a photo. I, I guess it's a kind of meme. Check out this photo. It's uh, I, I don't know where it's from, but it's you recognize it. Uh, for those that are listening, it is the revolution it is the Black Lives Matter revolution fist strangling the Gadsden rattlesnake, and it says, "We will tread." This is amazing to me because, you know, when I when I showed this to my friends who are pro Black Lives Matter lefties, yeah, they said that doesn't mean they're authoritarians. And I said, what do you think it means? <laughs> and they said the Gadsden flag is used by racists. So they're just pointing out that, you know, they're going to stop racism. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It's an excuse. Right. It's it's them being like, let me try and figure out how to justify this based on what we saw from Joe Jorgensen. You can really start to understand the differences between, like, the core of what it means for libertarianism versus authoritarianism. Saying we will tread, it's, it's, it's literally a part of what they do. They say we must do this. We must be active. We must tell people they have to do this. We must police. We must cancel culture. We must do all these things. We will police. We will shut you down. Yep. They say that there's another one. It's an anarchist flag, and it's a mongoose eating a snake saying, I tread where I please. Again, overtly authoritarian. I don't, I don't, it's, it's amazing to me how these people fly the, the colors red and black, which is the symbol for uh, anarchism and labor, I think. Yet they're overtly authoritarian. This is not anarchism. It's like it's fascism. Well, uh, borderline. It's the, getting it's, there. So, so the thing about fascism is that there's a kind of traditionalism associated with it. Okay. But the core of fascism and the Black Lives Matter fist is the exact same thing. So for those that are not familiar, the fascists is a symbol of fascism and it is a bundle of sticks with like an axe it's a weapon and the idea was that all of those sticks tied together made a more powerful weapon the black lives matter fist originated my i could be wrong about this but it's it's from the spanish civil war where you saw the rise of communism and fascism the whole idea between the two groups was that we are stronger with unity and so the revolution fist was each individual finger coming together to be strong. That's why they would hold up their fist. And, and so fascism specifically fell among certain groups that were considered to be 
more, it was like tradition versus progress. That was like really the difference, I think, if you look at it now, of course, ask a historian, they'll give you way more nuance in this conversation. But if you look at the current understanding of fascism versus authoritarian communism or the far left, the people who are, you know, as they describe far right authoritarian, believe in traditional family structures. They believe in a wife, you know, being home to raise the kids, things like that. They want it. They want the good old days, stuff like that. If you look at the far left, they want to destroy the family structure and they want complete hardcore progressivism, destroying yeah. old traditions. Down with the patriarchy is like one of the top on the right. list of I think that's a good movement. That's actually a really good, uh, easy way to explain it. Yeah. The far left says no patriarchy and fascism says patriarchy, but they're both authoritarian structures. That's why I think people often say they're fascists mm-hmm. because they do so much of the same thing. In fact, there is a uh, famous anthropologist associated with Occupy Wall Street who said a, a, a certain sect of the left gaining prominence has adopted fascistic philosophies to, to gain power. And one of those philosophies is, quote, there is no truth but power. And that's what we're seeing now. So when you look at them flying a flag saying we will tread, think about what's that, what that means. We are going to take an action against you. Then take a look at what Joe Jorgensen said. We must be actively anti-racist. And you look at what anti-racism means, specifically that you must take action to end racial inequities. She is literally saying we all must engage in an action against other people's beliefs, yep, that's asserting true. her more moral authority. There's another big piece to this. Like I got to tell you, man, I'm obsessed with the fact that they tweeted this out because I politically fall on the libertarian side of things, though I'm not overtly real, like realistically when it comes to policy, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself to be a libertarian, liberal, but telling someone that their ideas are wrong is moral authoritarianism. Yep. Straight up. If I said, you're wearing a muse, tattoos, tattoos are wrong and I will actively resist all tattoos and I will fight like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to let you do your thing. You know what I mean? I like my tattoos. You know what? I have my opinions about, uh, I don't know. Veganism. It's yep. a good. It's a. It's a. It's a good one. Sure. And I don't care if you choose to eat whatever you want. I don't care. I'm. I'm a very libertarian vegan. And there are lo- there are authoritarian vegans. Yeah, I like, can't like stand PETA. those. I, I can't <laughs> stand the, uh, those. They piss me off. It's like you can't shove ideology down people's throats. That doesn't work. Now imagine if you heard someone say, "We must be actively anti-carnivore." <laughs> That's like, whoa, whoa! Don't tell people what they have to eat, what they can or can't eat. You know what I right, mean? It's ridiculous. That's crazy. The libertarian, so that's not going to change anything. That's going to make people want to go out and, and I don't know. Most people don't even hunt themselves. You know, more yeah. more respect to honestly the people that do hunt for themselves. But you know, it's like you can't expect the world to just change. Same that's with like crazy. fossil fuels. It's like the world runs on fossil fuels right now. We we can't just like you were talking about. Greta's like end fossil fuels, and it's like how dare you? Right. <laughs> you know, we can't just turn the turn the switch off. The society would crumble apart and. We would all probably starve I just, within a year. I just, I just, I can't even. You hear that? Yes. I can't literally even. Can't even. I did, literally, I did literally, say it. literally can't even. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. There was, uh, I see this Facebook post from basically every single lefty friend I have where they're like, why are we trying to reopen businesses? Just pay the businesses. And I'm like, oh, With these what money? children. Yeah, children. These, these uninformed, poor, naive children. Could you imagine? That's the true pandemic that's going on in this country. Like the little kids. Ignorance. Yeah. 
But I mean, humans, I, you know what I think it is? I don't know if it was you mentioning this, but uh, it's people have access to speak. They have these platforms now. Yeah, I said it yesterday. Yeah. Marcel, yeah. Marcellus Wiley was, was right. originally saying, saying it. So, so now I was, I was echoing it out. Yeah. Ignorant people have always existed. Absolutely. Everybody is ignorant to a certain degree. It's true that some people are more knowledgeable than others. And in fact, some people are more intelligent in terms of like their ability to understand and, and, and uh, you know, break things down and rebuild. Today, because of social media, we have leveled the playing field, which is good in many, many ways because it upsets the power structure. It, it was a problem when our media was controlled by people for the sake of, you know, just because they were wealthy. Yeah. And it was like, we, 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 we had a better system in America than we've had in a long time because class used to be based on your birth. Now we literally had upward mobility with, with you know, the rise of you know, this new world. But you still had people born into wealth. So class still existed. And it was still mostly about, you know, if you wanted a job, and this is still true for the big news outlets. I would say the overwhelming majority of the people who work for mainstream media come from very wealthy families or relatively wealthy families. Yeah, they got to try to maintain that control. So, well, so here's how it works in, in New York. If you want to get a job at the New York Times, you have to do some kind of low-paid internship. Used to be unpaid. Who can afford to live in New York for 10 bucks an hour? Nobody. Exactly. Unless your parents pay your bills. That's true. So this means that poor people never get into these positions. But this also means, and, and, and it's also important to say, just because you're rich doesn't mean you're smart. So there was a tendency of people who were educated to work at these outlets. But now we have access to the internet. Every single person, no matter how stupid or smart they are, has the same access. Now, there's some good news here. Meritocracy, smart people, and well, a combination of smart and hard work, and your voice will be louder than many others. But it is hard to rise above when you are surrounded by a bunch of really dumb people. And now what do we get? Man, well, and, they're, I, and they're clustering up too. So you get those dumb people that have this platform called the internet, and they blast something out there. And then you get all those other ignorant people that also don't really understand things. But it kind of, it, it proves their point. They're like, yeah, that proves my point. I'm going to shout it out. And then it goes to another circle of ignorant people. And then it just spreads the ignorance around. Yep. So then what do we end up seeing? Facebook has devolved into a place where stupid people screenshot tweets for half-baked political ideas and then just post them. Or just pass along like memes that have stats on them. Yeah. Like I saw one today about Trump's approval rating. Someone was posting it up. You know, it's like it's at an all time low. And I'm I'm like, where'd that info come from? I don't know. No, no response <laughs> at all. And I'm like, hmm, I'll do some digging. Sure enough, it wasn't wasn't, wasn't real. And I'm like, this or is uh, this is where you all are getting your news. It's embarrassing. You're an embarrassment. Yep. You're you're an embarrassment. I can't believe you're my friend. It's exactly like this conversation we, we've had several times we, where we mentioned, you know, some dude on Twitter, it was a Yang supporter. Oh, when, yeah. When I was talking about if the economy grinds to a halt and no products are being made, yeah. then what do you do with the money anyway? The food comes from the store, Tim. Exactly. The food comes from the store. <laughs> the book grows on the shelf. Like when you were a little kid and your parents just came with stuff, as far as you could tell, they could just have anything they wanted. And I think it's funny because like little kids really do have this mentality that it, when I'm an adult, I'm going to have like three playstations and I'm going to eat nothing but cookie dough. Like they, they, all the things yeah. they wish they could have and they want, they think parents can just get. And then they get older and they realize like, 
what's all this other stuff I got to deal with? All taxes? 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 Yeah. <laughs> no one taught me taxes. Yeah, seriously. Why, why aren't we taught taxes? That's a good question. Why is that not a class in all schools? Everyone deals with taxes. You have to pay taxes. Why, why don't we get taught how to understand them, what they, what they go towards? What is going on? Well, I mean, that, 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 that brings we me need some reforms, you know, that brings me to this meme. Oh, this, this meme. There's a meme. No, Ooh. you know, before we move on. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, it's great. Well, not really. Moving yeah. On. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I just don't want to lose this um, thought. It's it's people. It, what really annoys me is that if you disagree in one thing, it's like suddenly they put you in this bracket that you disagree with every single thing that they believe. And that is another thing. It's not just ignorance. It's. It, it's the allowance or the disallowance of not letting anybody if they disagree with one thing you you suddenly now you don't agree with me at all so you're just the enemy and you know it's more of this division yeah, man they're dividing us and it's, try, it's try, ridiculous and you're driving a conversation but they want the anger right they want the anger and you've already been put in this bracket of yep. you you don't agree with me with with one little tiny minor thing so civil conversation's gone you can't even have a conversation with them anymore. It's just you disagree with every single thing I say. Did you just say all lives matter? Oh, so you're a racist and you think black lives don't matter. And it's like, no, no, no one thinks that. They're, they're trying to tell you. you, you it's two people trying to convince each other that the, the sky is blue. That's, that's what I'm seeing. It's like lives in general really don't matter. We're all dust. We're all going to die. That's that's a reality. Like I've seen a lot of death in my life. I've been around a lot of close people to me have died. So I've seen it. A lot of people don't even see it. So when they, when it does happen to them, they they the emotions flare and if they're not, you know, sound in a sound place, then it just flares out of control. Some of these people take this to a dark place though and it makes them negative negative nihilists, I call it. Okay. Pe- people who believe that, you know what? That's, this is it. It doesn't matter. I won't be alive to see it. So why bother? Yeah. I once had a conversation with a hardcore Antifa SJW person, someone I know back from Occupy Wall Street, who used to go on Twitter and just rag on me. Like, and I was like, why, why is this person attacking me on Twitter all the time? I don't get it. And we both had like comparable followings at the time. And so one day through the fact that, I mean, we're in similar circles, like during Occupy Wall Street, yeah. we ended up at the same place and we had a conversation. And it turned out that this individual was actually incredibly intelligent and we had a conversation about liberty freedom rights and we 100 percent agreed on everything even philosophy and i was like wow so why is it that i'm all about helping you know trying to inform people let them make the right choices and live freely and you're all about you know destroying the system and this person told me i take sort of this nihilistic understanding of the universe in a positive direction that meaning is meaning. The only meaning that exists is the meaning we give it our existence. That means I can't tell you the meaning of life, but I do know that I will do my best to help you fulfill your existence. So it's like I've chosen what my meaning is. Yeah. Make your what, life matter. This Pro- other person. Prove, prove it matters. Right. So it's like you make your own meaning almost. The yeah. other person said it's, it's pointless to even go that far. Why wouldn't it be more fun just to watch the whole thing burn to the ground? So this is somebody who right now is still prominent. Okay. You know, I believe writing books published in major papers, pretending to care about racism, who told me explicitly, I just want to see it all burn because it's funny. Literally the Joker. Yeah. And I was like, that's sad to me. That's evil. Like, you, you know what you're doing. 
And my thing is like, how can I make more people feel good? And your thing is, how can I cause more suffering? I'm not exaggerating. It was literally like, but isn't it more fun just to watch it all like break apart and collapse? Right. And, and, you know, this is another thing. It's like people, when, when, when someone says all lives matter, suddenly it's like they think, well, you don't believe that there's bad people out there then? Oh yeah. Is that, it's like, no, no, no. Everyone knows that there's bad people that exist. There's evil humans. People, people are, can be terrible. We look at the history of human beings that that is not I mean, it's not arguable like we know it, you know, slavery is terrible, you know, and it's going on today right now across the globe. It's happening. They're building your computers. You know, and it's this, like the, it exists. But this is the, the ignorance of these people. You're right. The, and the ones who actually know they, they, they create stupid like it's sophistry, man. There's people who are smart enough to argue in favor of their fractured ideology yep. to give stupid people what they think is a rebuttal, which isn't that that comic I in reference. Yet you live in society. Oh, you know, the, the peasant saying we should improve society somewhere. Yeah. It's like if if you're talking about improving society while actively whipping someone, that's a better that's a ver- better version of that comic. Right. It's like, no, dude, you want to improve society? Put the whip down. But I'm more effective with my whip. The slaves, they keep working. Right. That's literally what they're doing. I want to improve society. Yeah, for you and the other, you know, people with whips, but not for the people who are doing the labor. They pretend. It's it's a a game. Which brings me now to the end. And ignore specifics, too. They ignore ignore anything that doesn't fit in their little hallway of what their their life um, perspective is. They're just like, oh, it doesn't fall into this? Then, psh. That doesn't exist. I want to show you some memes. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Wait. Because the Libertarian Party, this year at least, is, uh, oof, that boat's sinking. So first, <laughs> you have the Gadsden flag, which I'm sure most of you are familiar with. It says, don't tread on me. And people have made memes mocking them. And I think they're all very funny. I don't care if you think they're right or wrong. This one I thought was funny. I, I, I chose this one because you mentioned taxes or whatever. Yeah, it's, we, it is funny, though. And it's, it's, it's we're it's, not taught. You know, no one's taught how to do taxes. I know. You got to figure it out on your own. It's like, why wouldn't we want people to know yeah, about it? It's a sad snake, crudely drawn, that says, I'm too stupid to understand taxation. <laughs> Clearly, they're trying to make fun of libertarians who don't like taxes. I don't care if you agree with it or not. It's a funny picture. That's the point. You can have it. We're allowed to, we're allowed to laugh at things. This one I really love. This one is, uh, I, I dedicate to Sargon of Akkad. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a fancy-looking snake with a cane and a top hat of some sort saying, I do say, mind where you walk, old chap. I love it. That's a great one. But uh, what I'm really getting at is while there are many jokes, I specifically requested the opposite of this, and it's a snake being stepped on. We begin to see the complete and total degradation of you know the Libertarian Party, which many of you may be familiar with these memes. First of all, this one's funny. It's a Lego. Don't tread on me. That I definitely won't. Next, we have no step on snack. This was one of the memes that went around. Don't mm-hmm. try on me. No step on snack. It's funny. Ha ha. Then we got Stepant, and it's a squiggly line. And then finally, don't. <laughs> this is where I think the Libertarian Party is at right now. Yep. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't what? I don't know. It just doesn't even make sense. But welcome to uh, whatever this year is. It could not get crazier. I don't know if like... I, Whoa, I, don't, don't tempt, don't tempt 2020 to, to <laughs> prove halfway, you wrong. Okay, okay, hold on. Please. Maybe halfway through. You think it couldn't get crazier? No, no, no. Maybe we're Come over on. the bell curve, man. Maybe. And we're going to calm down. I would love to believe that. I would like to think that. Actually, I think if you, if you, if you look at it, 
the bell curve is the beginning of the year, we got gradual craziness. Then it got really crazy, really, really fast. But the, but the far side is, is the level of craziness is increasing. That's the bell curve is low craziness, maximum craziness. And now we're going to go down the roller coaster. Well, specific instances, the volume of crazy moments will decrease. The severity of the crazy will increase. Great. (laughs) I mean, dude, you ready for this next one? Yeah, let's do it. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, there we go. This must be a joke. I'm going to preface this by saying, I believe this is very likely to be a joke. Okay. Urban satire. May I? I, I hope can't it tell is. anymore. Yeah, I hope it is also. So, do you know what Urban Dictionary is? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Sure. I mean, it's it's when you hear a word that some youngins using some savvy, you know, person that is using the new slang, and you have no idea what it means. You can check out Urban Dictionary, and it'll explain it to you. And it's great. You, user People generated. Use yeah, it's, you can, it's, it's great, actually. I, lo- I love it. Like, Every, is, everyone I know you, has used it. Can it's, you check it's, if it's awesome. Florbo is in the Urban Dictionary? I will check. Let me look that up Florbo. right now. Florbo. It should be. Yeah, it sure should be. Somebody, should be. somebody messaged me that, they, that we had to change the spelling to uh, F-L-E-U-R-B-E-A-U-X. Oh, my God. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, good Why? call. Florbo. 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 Yes. Is that in French? Boom. Is that French? You did that. I did you not did. do that. I think you, you did. You, no, you created Florbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And As therefore... soft... That, right, but you, d- you, all you did was just cr- come up with Florbo. Let me read the so definition. So by you doing that, you, you did that. Yeah, what is the definition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Florbo is a proper name to be used in place of a pronoun. Here are some examples. Sam identifies as non-binary with the pronouns they, them. Sam, I offended. I am offended by the use of gendered language. John. Oh great, Florbo is offended again. I wish that Florbo would just shut up already. So I'm, well, that's, I'm assuming they're referring to Sam Smith, who the, was the topic of conversation. Oh right, right. When we but there's, there's, a, there's a better example of that though. So the two examples for what Florbo is, for those that don't understand, would be: someone says, "I am gender uh, non-binary," and use they/them pronouns. Mr. Shapiro says, "I am not a fan, and I I, I would prefer not to use language that." I don't, you know, I don't recognize the ideology, you know, behind. However, in agreement to not offend either party, the debate moderator says, I will refer to you both as Florbo. Yep. That way, no one has to use a word the other side is trying to make them use. It, and, and the Florbo was meant to inspire image of like Kirby or like a fluffy marshmallow man, you know, Florbo or something like that. You know, I think, I think like, you know, uh, Flubber was probably like an inspiration. Was, sure. It's like what I was thinking of, like a little jelly jiggly man who's happy and fun. And bouncy. And bouncy. And it was supposed to be kind of a, a not, you know, kind of just like a, no one's really going to be mad about it. I don't know. So that, that was the idea. And Urban Dictionary ended up getting, getting an entry for it. And many people started using the word. The general idea is, if you don't know what someone identifies as, instead of getting into a position where they say, actually, my pronouns are, you say Florbo. And if they say, my, my pronouns are whatever, and that's fine, Florbo. Mm-hmm. Florbo is a word that's not part of any whatever, and we can have a non... It was supposed to be like, there's no way to win an argument when there's no fence to sit on, so I made that fence. That's right, he built I it. I hammered those fence posts in, and I said, Florbo is the middle. So saith I. Good for you. And it works. Okay, well, anyway... It got into Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary has uh, thrown the thrown in the towel. Oh no! You ready? I'm 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 going to preface this by saying this may be a joke, because Urban Dictionary is like as offensive as they come. Mm-hmm. But this got published to Facebook. 
They wrote, 20 years ago, Urban Dictionary started as a place for everyone to share their language. It was intended to subvert the authority of the traditional dictionary and to document our messy, weird, and unpredictable language as it evolved. Every day, regular people add thousands of definitions, making it a living cultural document. Since 1999, our community has written over 12 million definitions. We are proud that Urban Dictionary has become a source of laughter and an irreplaceable reference made by and for the people. But over the years, online discourse has changed, and so have the words we're receiving. Like other online platforms, we've been inundated by hate speech and abusive content targeting women. BIPIC, is that BIPIC? BIPOC. BIPOC. I think. And LGBTQIA+ and other vulnerable groups. Hate speech and abusive content online can cause real harm offline. It can also make people feel unsafe to speak up and share their language, silencing entire groups of people. This is not what we want for our platform to be for. I'm going to pause right there and say, therefore, we're going to be silencing large groups of people. Ha ha ha. Anyway, they go on. Urban Dictionary plays an important role in defining language on the internet and popular culture. To do this right and to earn the role you've entrusted us with, we need to make sure our system measures up to our values. The site has always been a place for people who define the messier edges of language, but we can't allow to foster hate. Words matter. It's kind of our whole thing here, but actions matter more. So now we have bullet points. We will not allow Urban Dictionary to be a home for hate speech and abusive content. We support the work of Black Lives Matter to dismantle systemic racism. We accept our own responsibility to fight racism and hate and acknowledge that we have failed to keep abusive content off the site. We take this work seriously, and it is our priority. We are reviewing our core processes on how words are added, reviewed, published, and removed. We are investing in technology and human review to better enforce our standards. We'll post updates on our progress here. We will change as hate speech changes. No single fix will work forever. Hate speech and abusive content will evolve, and we are committed to changing our policies to meet it. As we rethink the dictionary, we want to hear from you. Urban Dictionary is written by you, and we want you to be involved while we decide what is and isn't acceptable on it. Please share your thoughts in the form here, and there's a link. In a few weeks, we'll share what we've learned from your feedback. I got one thing to say here. Reform 230. Boom. Reform 230. And this, which is very clearly not a joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a joke. I know. I I just have to say that because... Urban Dictionary is probably one of the most offensive websites that exists, especially for a mainstream website. Yeah. Like, you can type in any racial slur and get some of the most ridiculously racist and offensive posts. The whole thing. There are are words used in slang in the real world and online that are racist. Is Urban Dictionary going to start banning them? Yeah. Racism exists. You know, it it exists. No one one says it doesn't exist. People are just going to make up new words, man. You know, there was a period where uh, I don't know exactly the full details, but there were certain groups of people that started using uh, they replaced racial slurs with words like Facebook, Skype and Twitter. And so they would say things like, you know, those Facebooks were doing this or whatever. Mm. And the gag was that if they use the word to represent a racial slur, eventually, like they can't do anything about it because the platforms can't ban their own name, (laughs) even if they decided to ban certain sneaky. So 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 it's 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 a guaranteed win. That was the, that was the idea, mm-hmm. because a bunch of articles got written about it, saying like racists are using the names of major brands as racial slurs. What's Facebook going to do in certain contexts? Our name is a bannable offense. They can't do that. It's their brand. That's a good point. They can't use a robot to do that. So how do you actually stop people from doing it? They couldn't, and so people did. 
That's a really good idea, Tim. No, it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm saying something. It's something that happened and eventually died out. Nobody cared anymore. Right. But it like because most people aren't racists. Right. And there was no big movement because nobody. Like I think the issue with that idea is a lot of these people probably thought it would become a trend yeah. until you realize most people aren't racist and didn't want to use that language. Yeah. Most people like, just don't like people who suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop being fair. mean to my friends. Like yeah. you know what I mean. You can make jokes and stuff, but this is it. Urban Dictionary is supposed to be about jokes. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. What is Urban Dictionary now? You're going to be like, I'm going to make up a word called like more, more, more biff. Uh-huh. More biff. And it's when you, uh, when you accidentally drop a marshmallow in the campfire. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, it's like we're becoming uh. moral. It's, it really is becoming that jokey Flanders family. Yeah. You know? Wow, man. Isn't that crazy? Think about Ned Flanders and his kids, Rod and Todd, and how they're like, it's, he, he goes, oh, okay, kids, it's seven o'clock, time for bed. And they go, yay. And they run into bed and then sh- shut the blinds. Like there's all these weird moments in The Simpsons where they're celebrating really awful things. So then like, there's, there's like one where Ned's like, who wants nachos? And they're like, oh. and then Bart needs to run in and he goes, Flanders style, that's cucumbers and cottage cheese. So that's what's happening. Yeah. This is what we're going to get. I'll tell you why. Equilibrium. Our dictionary is changing. Our urban dictionary is changing. Mm -hmm. The Libertarian Party is endorsing it. Here's you know you know the thing about the Libertarian Party endorsing this is that's the most I think insidious. What? They endorsed it without even knowing what it was. True. And that means a lot of people will. And once these ideas enter, so it's the Trojan horse. The Libertarian Party says, yeah, opposing racism is a good thing. Endorses it outright. Then everyone sees it as normal, and then the people who run these organizations say, here's what it means, here's what you got to do now. Mm-hmm. So for those that aren't familiar, the definition of racism has changed in the actual dictionary. Mm. They, in, they, they created a circular uh, definition. Racism is one, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capaci- uh, capacities, and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Two, a doctrine or political program based on the assumption of racism and designed to execute its principles. To be a political or social system founded on racism. Three, racial prejudice or discrimination. Now, the problem with this, and for you, you, many of you may have heard this already, but I'm just giving you context because I got another definition to show you. Basically, what they did because of political pressure is they included systemic racism in the definition of racism under the word racism. What they're describing in these definitions is systemic racism, not regular, like not the word racism. This creates a circular definition because they use the word in the definition of itself, right? which means you create a, a, a recursive loop. So the dictionary would read a political or social system founded on a political or social system founded on a political or and it would never end. It would just be an endless re- recursion right. because they define the word by itself. Now, you could argue you can use the first definition to define the second definition, but that makes literally no sense. And now. I bring you the best part about the change to our dictionary. The, this is Merriam-Webster. Since 1828, this stuff is here. It's here to stay. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the word homosexuality. Now sometimes offensive. See usage paragraph below. Two, now sometimes offensive. See usage paragraph below. And the usage, usage paragraph below does not explain anything. They're just literally saying the word itself is offensive. So they don't even explain what it means? They don't explain why it's offensive at all. But uh, I go back up, though. Oh no! Yeah, where's yeah. the definition? Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Sexual or romantic attraction to others of one's same sex, the quality or state of being gay. 
two is sexual activity with another of the same sex. But those are both considered to be offensive in certain contexts. So they included that, that this word is offensive and you need to understand the context. Trigger warning. So now, see, this is this is what I've been talking about. They're making it offensive by telling everyone it's offensive. Now, now it's like now they're teaching that it is offensive, that it is a thing, that racism is a thing, that most people are racist, that, you know, I'm, I'm obviously expanding on the idea, but it's the same. They're, yeah. they're just trying to convince everybody now that it's not. They're changing. There's the, nothing wrong look, with homosexuality. Man. Like, some people are, okay, that's fine. Who's offended by it? Why would they be offended by it? Well, th- th- this was actually brought to my attention by Ariel Scarcella. Okay. Who was herself she, Was is, she expend, uh, offended by it? No, she was confused by it. Right. And it, she was like, I don't get it. <laughs> right. She's, she's smart, articulate, and, you know. And she's a lesbian. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I defer to her. I would. I do, too. I do. Yeah. She, she speaks out a lot about this kind of yep. stuff. And it makes no sense. You know the George Orwell quote? Which one? Records were falsified. Street names were changed. Mm. History was erased. Yada, yada. Yeah. I mean, it's all literally happening right now. Exactly. The 1619 Project starts, it has, has begun to rewrite and erase our history. They started under that same pretext, painting our streets, renaming our streets. A street in each of the five boroughs in New York has been renamed. In D.C., I think Chicago did the same thing. They're charging people with hate crimes. They're, they're actually investigating. You probably saw this. Yeah. The car that drove over the crosswalk. They arrested somebody for it. Are you sure they arrested him? I, 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 I read that they actually arrested someone for it. I don't know if it's the right person, but it's crazy that you can rip down statues of of people oh yeah uh, you know american no investigation founders well there is now because of trump's uh, right. executive order but it's you know to they have video footage of the person you know peeling out over the the rainbow street and it's a hate crime it's like they weren't peeling out they weren't and no. the vi- there's no evidence to suggest that right so there was a crosswalk and this is in Canada, mind you. I think it was Canada, right? right? Yeah, it was. And the, 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 the crosswalk was painted because it's got two white lines. It was a rainbow in between. There was a tread mark across it because a car turned. Mm-hmm. It wasn't peeling out. No, it wasn't. It I wasn't think, even going very fast. I, sometimes you leave tire marks. That's true. Maybe they were driving and he did a hard turn. It was an accident. I have no it, idea. It actually happens naturally. <gasps> they're actually, Offensive. They're actually looking for this person. They're investigating and may have arrested them. For driving a car on the road. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, man. Well, like the, the, the couple that went out and painted over the B and the L. Right. I think Hate crime. I think they were trying to change it to All Lives Matter, maybe. I, I, I think don't, they were painting over it. In Chicago, yeah. they painted over the B-L-C-K. So the A was still there. And then they drew two white L's. So it said yeah. all, lives matter, all Lives Matter. And now in New York, they're, doing, they're writing Black Lives Matter in front of the Trump building. So I, I saw this. Well, I've known that it was going on, but on Facebook, there's this this meme that's going around. They're like, yeah, take that, Trump. And I'm like, do you know how much he's done for the minority community? If you don't know, you haven't been paying attention, and it's embarrassing. Trump, that, that's all I said to them. I would, I would be willing to bet a very large sum of money that if we could develop a machine to read Trump's mind, mm-hmm. he cares not at all. About that? He about tw- the, right. them painting in front of the— Yeah, no, he doesn't. He tweeted about it. Uh-huh saying it was a hate message, but I think the full context of the tweet was that you've got crime skyrocketing in New York, and this is what they do. Right, this is where they're putting their money, basically. It's so, like, but, but people here, are getting killed every day. They, they roll with it like, they said, uh, uh, everyone started posting like, ah, Trump's all angry, haha, we got him, and Trump's probably like, hey, they think I'm mad about this. Yeah. He loves keeping them, so, so Trump recently tweeted something like, 
less than one one. He said one one hundredth of something. Yeah, that made no sense, and everybody started making fun of him for it. He tweeted another typo, and I'm like, he's doing. They, it they on don't purpose. learn. It's not even if he does it on purpose. Yeah. It's that whenever he puts a typo, actually, let me put it this way. Sometimes in my YouTube videos, there will be a typo that I'll miss. Mm-hmm. I don't do it on purpose. But sometimes, you know, a few hours later, I'll see it and I'll laugh and leave it. You know yeah. why? Why? Because when people see the typo in the headline, mm-hmm. they go into the video to make sure they can comment and say, I saw the typo. That's true. So I don't do it on purpose. But Trump probably tweets out, and then an hour later sees his phone blowing up, and then he sees a typo, and he laughs and leaves it because it's distracting everybody. That's true. Although I will say, in Trump's case, I think he does it sometimes on purpose. Yeah, I think so, too. There, the, the famous story was that he tweeted about the squad yes. going back to their home countries. And at the same time, he was ending, like, refugee and asylum rules mm. that were, like, pretty, like, a, it was a bold move. Okay. And the news cycle did not care. They were like, how dare Trump tweet this? And then, of course, AOC and Ilhan Omar were like, how dare Trump? He is such a bigot. Meanwhile, I saw some journalists going like, uh, isn't this story like this one way bigger? Trump just signed this, this order. Nobody cared. Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This, this, and, no, no, no. And, and not just emotions. It's ignorant people with platforms. So this is what worries me, man. Yep. What Section 230 reform. Absolutely. That will change everything. It needs to happen. The more we talk about it, the more I look into it. It's free speech online needs to be protected. People need to grow a backbone and not care. Worry about yourself. So this people need to worry about themselves way more than what other people are doing. That that is we. Where did that go? So here's here's the challenge. Hmm. I do think it's fair to say this will be the most important elections of our lives. Yep. Right now. Absolutely. Not because I think this cause is more important than, say, the Iraq war or, you know, um, universal health care. That was Obama's, you know, one one of his big things, Mm -hmm. because it will fundamentally change the fabric of our country and the world if we do not reform Section 230 to protect legal speech. Yep. Right now, the biggest platforms and their partners in media control all cultural institutions, which means politics cannot exist unless the cultural gatekeepers allow it to. Yep. If you want to if you want to say something like this, I believe we should have a flat tax. Well, guess what? They could ban you for saying it and you can't do anything about it, and then you have quite literally no politicians advocating for a flat tax. So, who is going to run on that position? Nobody. Right. No one will care. That idea will be dis- will be will com- be, be gone. Here's the bigger problem. This may be the most important election of our lives. And even if the Republicans win, there is no guarantee they actually do it. They would have to sweep the, the, the uh, Congress and the presidency, gain control. Would they even do it? They had control in 2016. They didn't do it. Now, it's, I think it's fair to say you had what people call rhinos, Republican in name only. Right. You had a lot of people who retired, who had no interest. They were establishment players in the Republican Party, did not want to you know, do anything. Probably got paid to not do anything. Yeah, they were just keys to the castle politicians. Yep. But even now, most of them are right now. What's you know is is, is it because we're, a, we're we're deadlocked between the House and the Senate that we're not getting anything done? I honestly don't know. So you 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 got to cross your fingers that come November, not only will you win. Let's say the silent majority does exist and they're going to go out in November in massive numbers and prove it. Mm-hmm. But you also are hoping that the Republicans who get elected will actually do this. 
I, I think it's I think it's a great idea. It's been well. Look, don't, it's not my idea. The DOJ. No, I, no, the I, I know. I've seen it. It's Bill I've, Barr. Yeah, yeah, I looked into it after that yep. when we first talked about the other day. Now I'm not sure he goes far enough because he still says that they should have a good faith effort to remove certain content. That means they can still start banning certain people, but it would give you more legal protections, I suppose. And the other issue is that we've already seen them violate the Section 230. Twitter does it all the time. Yeah, that's true. Nothing happens. So it's not. So look, there's a lot of steps here. First, you've the Republicans would have to win. They'd have to put in Section 230 reform. Then someone would need a case. Something would happen where they would sue and challenge their protections. Then Twitter would have it would, precedent would be set, and Twitter would 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 you know take action. Yeah. So learn to code is the best example. Under 230, they're allowed to remove some content, not all. It's got to be objectionable or like harassing or whatever. And people were tweeting things like learn to code or a good example would be like James Lindsay. James Lindsay is one of the uh, foremost experts on critical race theory and wokeness. And he just went on Rogan, gained a ton of followers. They suspended his account. They can still do those things even with 230 reform. Sorry, I got to ask. Did you see the first thing he posted when he got back? No, what was it? (sighs) It was (laughs) spicy. Yeah, (laughs) it was spicy. Talking about... um, people how do i say this without saying it uh why because it's bad you'll get banned i don't want to say it i, I don't really <laughs> want to well it's very, very spicy. it's a very specific subject it's it's i i don't want to talk about it but go go look at it you know read read Conceptual his words james because it makes a yeah. lot of sense what he's saying yeah and uh it's scary actually also so, so. Here, here here's the challenge with section 230 reform they probably would not be able to ban him by mistake in that in that way. It is the war on ignorance. Yeah. And also child ignorance. Yeah. That's, so that's all I can yes, say. Yes. If if we specifically state in the, in the reform 230 that a good faith effort to remove illegal content, there will still be some mistakes, but that wouldn't be one of them because there's no reason to believe and there's no good faith belief that he posted anything illegal. Right. In which case these accidents would be few and far between. No, I could see some people would find it offensive, but that's just the thing. It's some people can be offended. That's their right. You can be offended. Anyone can be offended, but that doesn't mean you're right. We need, Thanks, Tom McDonald. We need more than this, though, because right now another problem is that we have far-left accounts overtly breaking the law with their posts. That's right. So I'm going to, you know, I, I got to say it. There is one potential solution. What's that? The end of anonymity on the internet. That's it. So kind of like that, why people are upset that parlor you have to put in a number, and it's like I kind of am down with that because you can't. You're going to go get like five different numbers so that you can because you have to actually. They're you know, trying to check prevent it. bots from manipulating. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I, I have one person that's me. I don't want you know. I don't need another voice. I'm using my own voice. I'm happy with that. I'm not trying to influence. You know, in and make fake accounts to like bot it up. Like that's people do that. Yeah. So that is like parlor is actually that's pretty legit. So this would have to come after reform, mm-hmm. after two thirty reform. I'm not saying it's a good idea because there are serious pros and cons. Right. There are whistleblowers who can't speak up that use anonymity to protect themselves and call out, you know, that's malfeasance. A good, that's a good point. On the other hand, there are people who run fifty accounts to manipulate brands into banning people to push ideology. Cancel culture. Exactly. So 
a big solution to a lot of these problems is an end, an end to anonymity on social media. Yeah. Facebook basically did it. Facebook said you have to use your real name from now on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a lo- it was that. a while ago, several years ago. Oh, okay. There was a big controversy because some people use pseudonyms and some people are activists who face persecution in their home countries and they've fled. Yeah. And they're like, if I use my real name. So, and, and, and some people on Facebook don't use real photos of themselves. But yeah. the idea is if everyone has to stand up for what they're saying, then people would be a lot less inclined to be awful and nasty people. And, and, and it wasn't illegal to just speak your mind. Right. Which is what the reform would do. Well, you wouldn't get banned for it. Okay, okay, right. So, so Some it, things would still be illegal to do, like death threats and whatnot. Course, so. If it's illegal, it's illegal. Right, right, right. So here, here's the, 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 the pendulum, the, sort of like a, the, the problems and the waves they cause. If we reform 230, we solve one problem. People can now speak up and we can rebalance the political conversation. I'm not saying it would favor the extremes. It would not. It would favor the center and reinvigorate the center to come back and, you know, for a debate. It would pull the left, it would force the left back to the center because the bigger conversation would be happening among more people. However, this could result in a massive flood of annoying, really annoying, racist, tirades, brigading, sock puppetry, which can result in the platform becoming just a cesspool of chaos. This is one of the things that Twitter was concerned about, that the reason they would they decided to just take take sides and ban one is that if they really did mass free speech, you end up with bots just spamming everybody all the time. And okay. so they had to figure out how to deal with that. So if you have Section 230 reformed, protecting all legal speech, and you create a platform where you can't be anonymous, problem solved. There's still some problems you can argue, but then individuals can't run multiple, multiple accounts mm-hmm. and they have to stand behind every word they say. So will you get angry racist tirades that are really annoying? Yes, you will. But a lot of people do this to be contrarian. That's true. They do it because it's funny. It's fun. They want to troll. Mm-hmm. You will get rid of a lot of the trolls. I think will- online trolls is like what started the Karen movement because people were thinking that they were it was real and then they ran with it. And then people started the trolls were like, oh, it's working. All right, now I'm going to get more people. And then more people were getting offended. And then it snowballed into this, you know, speaking of sn- the snowplow parents, the kids grew up and were offended. And the trolls were eating them alive. And now we're, now we're, look where we're at, you know? I've seen these feminists retweet trolls on purpose. And it's because they like it. Yeah. It's a game to a lot of these people. I've seen some high-profile feminists go, I can't believe all the harassment I'm getting. Look. And they start retweeting them. Yeah. And then I was, I, I, some, so I, uh, one person I know, and I said, don't you know that retweeting them is their goal? And then the response was, do you expect me to be silenced? I will not be silenced by them. And I'm like, oh, shut up. You're, you know what you're doing. You're feeding the trolls on purpose because right. it gets positive attention for you. You can play the victim and welcome to, you know, 2020. We are, uh, you know, 36 years off, but... I guess we finally made it here. The streets being renamed, you know, it's records being falsified. I was born in 84. What does it mean? 1984. What does it mean? The year I was born. Welcome to the resistance, brother. <laughs> to all of you watching right now, it may be there is a silent majority. They may be lying in wait, ready to pounce onto that voting voter booth. Yeah, they want to they do it legally. They're, they're law-abiding citizens. Yes, but... 
for now, we can't make that assumption. We don't know how I, many I people. Am. I'm making the assumption. But all we can really do for now is determine one thing. If there ever was an actual resistance, this is it. Not them. Yep. Not them complaining about the orange man. Which brings me to the next funny bit. Oh. What I have a question this? for all of you. What happens to the punk bands when they find themselves in complete alignment with the billion dollar multinational corporations? I don't know. Are you actually asking me? I'm asking you. I'm asking oh, everybody. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> I thought it was rhetorical. Rhetorical. No, no, no. Literally, what happens? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know the funny answers that people <laughs> well, have given. So. Well, well, band names. <laughs> I'll just give it to you. I think this the the winner, the winner of the funny band names is Rage on behalf of the machine, <laughs> and this is from based in PA. Comedy Gold says, uh, "Free sheeple, well done." I agree. We listen. Take Rage Against the Machine's lyrics. Yeah. Play them today. They're quite literally the machine. They are just rage. It is, it is rage on behalf of the machine. Think about it. Yep. The riots for Black Lives Matter, the government supports it. They're painting it in the streets. Yep. Every major corporation is plastering the message everywhere. So when you go out and rage on behalf, you are the machine. Yep. You are a giant rage-filled hate machine. Yep, Ooh. that's true. So this is act I actually thought of this because I saw, um, for those of you who are familiar with Paramore, Haley Williams, who is like the front woman of the band, put up a poster that was called Say Their Names. I, I'm, I could be getting it wrong because I just saw this passively. And I'm not going to pretend like uh, Paramore is the epitome of real punk rock. They were, they were pop punk in the 2000s. But it still made me think of this because there are other punk bands that are in line with the establishment. We'll get to this. But I saw that. I looked up what, what had happened. So she had posted this poster of, a, I guess it was a bunch of names of people who, like, you know, uh, unarmed black people or people who have been killed by police. And she got attacked for it. Okay. I say attacked, but she got a bunch of angry messages saying it's offensive and you, you, you're profiting off their names or whatever. So she tweeted she was taking the poster down. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm, again, not trying to pretend that Paramore is like the epitome of punk rock. Certainly not. You know, it's like, you know, I would never emo pop. equate them to punk rock. No. But it was supposed Sorry, to no. be like youth. But it was youthful exuberant rock. You know what I mean? It was like teenage angst. So it, sure. it was it was like. The, the point I'm making is I saw that and I thought about it. Like, if you're supposed to be a rebel challenging the system, but here you are saying, so sorry, everybody. You know, I understand this is a big mainstream, high-profile cause that everyone loves and supports and the government supports it. So a better example would be Bad Religion, which we talked about before. Mm, yeah. Writing their attempt at an anti-alt-right song, which is actually, I guess, inadvertently pro-alt-right. But regardless of whether or not you have all these modern iterations of, you know, of punk bands or anti-establishment music and art. What happens now to even the historic music? Rage Against the Machine from the 90s or 2000, you know, it was the 90s, I guess. Yeah. Now it's quite literally like, congratulations, you've lived long enough to see your, yourself become the machine. I actually, the villain. I actually had a question about this, even in high school. And you and I have talked about this a little bit because in 2002, I think it was Bad Religion came out with Kyoto Now which was their song in favor of the Kyoto Protocol, which is great. Yeah. I know if you're an environmentalist and you also apparently really like big government. And I, <laughs> then I couldn't figure out. I was like, are you against the machine or are you with the machine? Because that looks a lot like the machine to me. And I was a conservative even then. I was like, if you were really going to be punk, maybe you want to be conservative because they actually don't like the government. 
It never made sense to me. So I don't know. Maybe this is just the well, continuation of that. It's it's like they were they were advocating for a bigger machine. Yeah. The machine isn't big enough. Right. The machine isn't big enough. Let's write some punk songs and just totally lean into, you know, we are the machine. Everything we say is pro-establishment. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it doesn't wow, make sense. Wow, man. And so this is something, I, I, don't, I don't know who coined this. Was it Paul Joseph Watson? Kurt, conservatism is the new counterculture? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah think I saw so. that. It kind of is, but this is a different kind of conservatism. The idea was that, like, I guess what he is saying is that if you go back in time, the idea of wearing a suit and going to church is like counterculture because the establishment is like super far left. Yeah. But what we're doing is still anti-establishment and we are not suit wearing stodgy religious What, this show right now? Oh, for sure. Okay. Like we are still skateboarding musicians. You're a vegan. Like this is what a lot of punk rock was back in the day, Mm -hmm. at least in certain respects, not completely or entirely. You know what I mean? You could overlap with it. But skateboarding, you know? Yeah. Skateboarding, playing music and challenging the establishment and calling for freedom and liberty. It's it's not a I, I, maybe they subverted these cultures on purpose. It's interesting, man. Remember what I was saying about the conspiracy where Trump is a part of the deep state? Yeah. The idea was that they that Trump is really part of the global elite billionaires and he is playing a he, you know, he's he's playing this role of the outsider challenging the deep state so that it can bring people back into the machine. But this is the second layer to that. The, the, the overall conspiracy, and I'm not saying it's true at all. I'm just saying it's something people say. Trump is friends with the Clintons. He was friends with Hillary. It's all an act. He wants you to think that he's stealing the country back from the corporate evil. And so what happened now is you get people like Alex Jones, who used to be very anti-establishment, straight up supporting Trump. And you get punk rock bands that were straight up anti-establishment, now completely in support of the establishment political positions. Yep, that's true. Whatever has happened... It's completely made everyone in favor of one form of the establishment. Hmm. Yeah, one or the other. One or the other. So that was that it? It was like, now you've got, you've got people who used to be very anti-government libertarian being like in support of the federal government, calling for them to take action, bring out law and order. You know, these were the more small government right-leaning people now saying we need law and order. We need Trump to come in and enforce the law. And then you get the punk rock bands rage against the machine. Mm. Now literally putting on rock concerts sanctioned by the government where they paint their political messages in the street yep. legally with protection from the police. You actually have the cops. This is, this is the best part. Seeing these videos of these young kids dancing with cops. Yeah. There was one, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a street and the cop was doing some shuffle dance with everybody and they're all laughing and cheering. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so weird to see young people not rebelling. What you know? what happened there? With with re- like why don't kids rebel anymore? This is strange <laughs> no, to me. Man. Ignorance like, is bliss. Yeah, you think they're just ignorant? Oh yeah. That that's all it is because they've always been ignorant, Definitely. right? I mean, everyone is ignorant until they, you know, like on on any subject they're not like privy to, and then you climb out of that ignorance when you research whatever subject it is. So I'm ignorant of many political things still you know i'm slowly you know learning my place and understanding the whole realm of and you know you just see that there's more and more the problem is everyone thinks that they know everything so a lot of these people these young young people think that they know everything they they don't realize that they are ignorant they think that they've just 
I mean, everyone, you know, think back when you're 20. It's like you, you're. I know everything. I, I'm finally out of the house. Like my parents were wrong. I finally can. You know, it used to be rebelling. Right. But now it's more like conforming. The, well, because they have the internet and they're all they all cluster together because they find each other easy. You oh, know, or yeah. they're going to college yeah. and then they're it. finding each other there. They're clumping together and then that ignorance festers and they don't they don't climb out of the ignorance. They, they stay in to. it. You know, they you don't, don't have to. Interesting. It's not so much in my opinion about rebelling against parents, which is how we view it. But I think it's about asserting your individuality. That's what's gone. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, I do what I want. Hey, you know, you can't tell me what to do. Shut up. I do what I want. Yeah. And that was rebelling asserting like here is who i am and there, it, it was important in my opinion when it comes to cultural and literal evolution yeah because it allows life to to challenge and find better ways of solving problems if you have a bunch of people trying a bunch of different things 90 you know out of 100 99 fail but one person improves then that improvement can trickle to the masses and then lift everybody up yeah so that asserting your individuality was a net benefit to, to our society and our culture and now it's gone now you have these young kids totally in favor. Yep. You know, they're, just, they're, they're pro-establishment. Yeah, they're not. The, the individuality is gone. Check out, check out this. This is, this is really amazing, this picture. Someone tweeted this. It is a punk-looking young woman. If you think you're goth, punk, or alternative, but you don't support the BLM movement, you're a poser. Huh. Interesting. She has an anarchy A on her jean vest. Mm. She's also wearing a shirt that says A cab, mm -mm. which um, I'll give you the family-friendly version. All cops are bad. But the anarchy thing I find interesting because the government of New York just painted Black Lives Matter on the street. So you, your movement is in favor of the establishment government That's right. and political party. Does not cops, apparently. Why are you wearing the anarchy symbol? Oh, no, they're defunding the police. Right, yeah. yeah so the, the, ACAB. The, yeah. But they the, like the government. Bill de Blasio. Right. Yeah. So the anarchy makes no sense. Right. Exactly. ACAB really, really pisses me off because it's, it, it's just them going... You know, all people are racist is basically what that's, that means. That's also what exactly. they say too. I know. <laughs> all people are racist and it's like no, your ignorance is is spilling out and splashing all over me. I have to go shower. It's, I can't stand it. Yeah. I, I know people that are cops and they're awesome. They're awesome people. They've Okay. It's So this is what what I see. Every every layer of our cultural institutions which come well before politics mm -hmm. are under the control of intersectionalists mm -hmm. they have they they are establishment conformists yep they have weird views they are racists look you know i i often we, we joke about like it's a meme when i say i'm mixed race and stuff but 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 i think people really really need to understand like i've had conversations with other people who are like hapa meaning like half asian or whatever okay. and quapa quarter asian and there are serious concerns about what an, a leftist identitarian future means I was talking to Sargon because he, he was reading White Fragility. And what he basically said was she, she basically poo-poos mixed race people. Like, it, they're not a part of this worldview. Hmm. Uh, That's so, very binary. So you're not a part of it. Well, what it means is basically, I'll put it this way. My general understanding of other countries is that if I were to live in places where my family is from, okay. I would have been a second class citizen. Not in America, though. In America, we've bypassed, like we've we've succeeded. We've we've passed these laws. We have these rulings. Right. We're all Americans. Yep. Period. So when I grew up, what I had to deal, what what I had to deal with, it, my family was, 
people who were authoritarian racists. So we had like someone throw a brick through our family vehicle window. We had our, our house was vandalized. And I was a little kid. And so it was like, I don't understand. You know, people are attacking us, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was like very obvious when you look at our family that it was not, you know, your typical white American family. So when I was growing up, I was like, wow, man, look at this neighborhood. We won. Like, we're, it's a Star Trek future, man. I remember when I was a little kid watching Star Trek with my dad, and I'm yeah. like, this is the future, man. Yeah, it's my- going to be people of all different types and creeds and colors just living together peacefully. Yeah, that's what it felt like my high school. I went to, I went to high school out, out here, outside Philadelphia. And there was all sorts of colors, and I, I, pretty much every single person I ever interacted in high school was cool. You know, sure there was some bullies, but it's like that's that's not a race race issue. That's a authoritarian. You know, it's bullies. There's yeah. bullies exist. Trolls on the internet. It's like they don't even know what the color of your skin is. They're bullies. That's that's it's what trolls do. That's what they want. My troll. My concern is like. We saw the whiteness training in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. You brought it up earlier. In Seattle, they had all the white people do like an undoing whiteness thing. Oh, it's crazy. They don't know how to deal with mixed race people. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I told, I was telling her why I thought this was bad. And I said, I want you to imagine for a second what it must feel like to not have the, the luxury of, of living in a community where everyone is the same race, right? Because it's something she brought up to me. She was like minorities have to think about race all the time and white people don't, which is not true. But there are communities that is true. And I said, okay, so now I want you to imagine something. Imagine you're, you're, you're a minority okay. and you wake up one day to see that many people you know who are white are now calling for white collective action and they're calling for the formation of white racial identity groups. Do you think that would make them more or less comfortable? Less. Yes. So I was like, Definitely I less. don't like the idea that my friends are now going like this. Okay, everyone, listen up, Tim. You go over there. We're not talking to you. Here's what we're going to do. And I'm like, I don't care if you think you're the good guy or not. That is not fun. Yeah, exactly. It does not feel good at all. Right. And then you tell me what, what I was told was that I have to choose to identify as white then. And I was like, that's, that's complete BS. Right. The future they're building will do weird things to me and my family. And it also has very profound implications on, what, on who I choose to have a family with. Yep. Do I want to put someone through the the, eth- the ethnic ambiguity or racial ambiguity problem? These people are are are, are awful. Yeah, they are. They're trying to inject racism back into society. They they won't let it go away. They don't want to because had, it's one of their control pieces. I went to Seoul, mm-hmm. South Korea, and I met some. Uh, I had, I have some friends who are 100% Korean, born in America, okay. who have been there, and I met some people who are 100% Korean, born in Korea. And boy, was it an interesting conversation. As young people, they were very nice to me. Yeah. But they explained to me that in Southeast Asia, I would not be, for the most part, acceptable. I'd probably get by just fine, but I would come, I would come across many roadblocks based on racism that I would never experience in America. And you look at, uh, somebody brought this up in the chat, uh, I think the other day, that in Japan, you can't even open a bank account unless you are like from Japan and you are Japanese wow. because a lot it's like dude America's laws are rare yeah so many countries have overt racial identity in their laws for I, their countries I know this is what I was saying the other day about how how can we how can they deny that we are that America is not on the forefront of showing what it's like to be free to be yep. civil to to show what equality is they're they're actually trying to disassemble that 
and that we have that. We've we put it in place in in the sixties. Martin Luther King got killed for it. And he and and man, I, I was listening to uh, a man named Shelby Steele, uh, incredible man. You you should you could check him out on the uh, the Hoover Institute. Um, they have a lot of amazing in- interviews on uh, YouTube, and he was talking about it. And they, he 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 was like, I would not take reparations because I I've earned my keep here. I worked hard to get to where I am. I saw I was alive during in the 60s when we were actually fighting for civil rights we had a message we we knew exactly what we we needed to do and now these people everyone's confused people are confused because they don't actually know what is the plan you know they don't have a clear message it just you ask anyone you can just move along the list of different people and ask them what do you think the plan is you know they'll give you originally it was police reform right right well they we tried police reform. There was a legitimate bill on the table. <laughs> now now people are saying, well, that wasn't enough. And it's like, you didn't read the bill, did you? I still haven't heard back from those it'll, those it'll, those ragers waiting, on, huh? on Facebook oh, that, I, that I was like, Here, here's the bill. Read it. Talk to me. Zero. Zip. Nothing. They don't care. They don't want that. It's not about police reform. What is it about? No one even knows. And I'll tell you this. It's not about accommodating marginalized people either. That Absolutely. is a lie. Absolutely correct. So, so this was the culmination of the conversation I had with my friend when they were basically saying, you know, white people have the luxury of never experiencing race. And then when I said, imagine waking up where you come from a mixed race family, you've dealt with issues of racism. And you see all of these white people now forming a white racial identity group. Right. Like, I, I, I don't, I, do people aren't sitting there going like, hey, that's a good thing. I, I remember that. That was great. Yeah. No, they're going like, uh, I thought we were. So I asked her, you know, I basically said, when you propose segregation based on race, mm-hmm. you have to understand that it was you, your ideology and progressives yep. in 1967 that got a ruling which created mixed race relationships in this country. Loving v. Virginia, 1967 made it so that it was legally protected. They could not discriminate. People of different races could have mixed race children. You have now created a couple, I believe, two or three generations now of mixed race families. And with your identitarianism and segregation, you are basically telling them F you and you want to go back in time. What is that? that, That's like you're basically just chopping off a group of people that your side, you know, fought for. Yeah, exactly. The progressives. Mm -hmm. There's no answer. I mean, that's 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 probably the better argument. Like, why would you want to go? So so the argument was specifically about California repealing civil rights law. Yeah, they they uh, the California Assembly and the Senate repealed this. I know most of you probably know the context by now. For those who don't, it's literally just it says the state shall not discriminate based on these things. So when I hear them say that was a mistake, we need to undo that. I say, so what does that mean for me? If, if you if you never had these policies, perhaps I wouldn't even be here today. That's Maybe true. that would make you happy. Of course, it wouldn't make you happy, right? Okay, well, then now you got to deal with me. Right. I'm not just going to go go quietly into the into the night. I'm going to stand up and tell you to go F off. We have equality in this country. Yep. We have civil rights law, and they're seeking to undo it. And unfortunately, there's a lot of them. I can't. I, I, when I heard that, that California was, was doing that, I, I expected some sort of, like, hiccup in the Black Lives Matter movement to, to be, like, a screeching halt on the brakes like er, what did what what are you trying to do california no. excuse me what and no, they're like no affirmative action and it's like okay that that was the title of the bill right <laughs> what was the language did of you, the bill did you read the bill 
Do you know what you're voting? It, they have to vote. If you live in California, they know. You you do some research, please. Uh, it's going to pass. It, it's crazy because man. what's going to happen is in so it's passed the the assembly and the senate. It's going to go for a referendum in November, mm-hmm. and it's going to say support affirmative action amendment, and they are all going to say yes. And then guess what happens the next day? State institutions across the board will put up signs saying this race, that race, this race. Yep. Segregation. Yep. California will be. It's funny. For a long time, they were on the forefront. They were the leaders of, of all this, you know. Still and, leading. And, still leading. Well, <laughs> it, it, not in the direction I want to go, <laughs> yeah, though. Right, right, passing. right. You know, they're, they're leading themselves backwards. That's what they're doing now. Yep. So, you know, they they jumped into the air and slipped and now they're falling back where everyone's like we just decide we're just walking steadily forward what do you do in california because i don't i don't understand i want i'm curious as to like what happens to say the rock or jessica alba or uh you know people like people like that yeah vin diesel these are people that are ethnically ambiguous mm-hmm. okay when you have this idea of white privilege one of the one of the things I encounter is, and this is a, this is a, this is like a, a story that my family has the, the many experiences. When you get into arguments with, some, with with different groups who view you as either white or not white, and they can't tell. Yeah. So like during Occupy Wall Street, it was nonstop all the time, because they try so hard to make everything about race. Yep. They're like looking at me like, so they mostly called me Puerto Rican, for real. Puerto Rican. Yep. I had one guy come to me and he that. said it was like it's great to see you know a Puerto Rican brother down here doing it. and I'm like I'm, I'm I'm that's not I'm not no try huh. again but Mexican is what I get the most okay and it, it really depends on like if it, it, it you know it was summer and so I had I had more you were tan or not I was tanned and I had I have, I have black facial hair okay so people just immediately would come up to me when I was in Anaheim covering the Trump rallies okay the it was like Telemundo walked up to me and started speaking Spanish and I was like <laughs> oh no no I'm sorry I'm sorry that, that's what I tend to get. When I was in Egypt, I thought I was Egyptian. So perhaps it's a benefit that in some places nobody can tell. Hmm. But if they're trying to quantify and segregate everybody, then it just becomes a problem for me. And I'm like, nah, man, look, I may be one person. I may be part of a very small minority. And the problem with that is each mixed race in the United States is a smallest minority, but each person is a different mix. It's like some people could be like Afro-Cuban. You could be Jewish and black. You could be Asian and black. So there's no community. I've never had more conversations about race than these fa- past few months. We got to stop. We got to stop talking about it. Why are we talking about it? Because Why? the Libertarian they, Party they just won't, they won't let it. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Right. I, I get, it wasn't just because no, no, the Libertarian right. Party. <laughs> you know, obviously the That's temperature of America right now is like charged because of racism, and it's like I, I just it blows me away. I, I, you know, I don't I don't look at at people. I look at the character of a person. If you right. treat me nice. That's how I want to be nice to you. I, I want to be nice to everybody. I want everyone to be to get along, you know. So I'll give you the people don't people see one person who's being rude and equate their skin color to that rudeness instead of the the like this is kind of what um, this uh, Shelby Steele was talking about it bringing back individual accountability. And that's huge. We need to be accountable for our own actions. And that's not what people are doing. They're going, oh, you were. You know, I'm going to stereotype you across the board and fill my checkbook of oh, what skin color are you? OK, cool. This is the type of person all of the skin color 
people that I know that are like you, that's who all of them are. It's like anyone can be awesome. Anyone can be. And and you know what? They could be mean the next day. Mm-hmm. You know? Should we go for the, the big conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, what what is that? China. China. F- realizing that Trump is going to dismantle their efforts mm-hmm. to, you know, seize our production and things like that. Yeah. Has gone all out and are exploiting racial tensions as a as a key weakness yep, in, I see it. in a multicultural democratic system. This this is what, one thing about this. There's a video of me going viral. It's still going viral. It's the liberal it's still Trump being one. passed around. Liberal, you know, says he's going to vote for Trump. In that video, I talk about how Democrats are in bed with China. And and you you were like, "Yeah, they made their bet. They were they were didn't they Trump, made their bets. Trump there. was not supposed to win. Right. Hillary was supposed to win. They probably lost all this money. So that that conversation you and I had was in that video. And at the end of the video, I'm like, I'm voting Trump. Like I'm 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 saying it, I don't mind. But it got deleted. Facebook so deleted. fast. And several times. It is being pushed down. They don't want people to think that at all. It was probably the China bit, not the Trump bit. That Ooh. that's what I'm alluding to right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with the fact that China doesn't want anyone thinking about us. Do you see what's going on with the TikTok stuff? Yeah, dude. Okay, so t- for those who don't know, TikTok steals your information. <laughs> yep. That's, put, that's simply put. Life, yep. Simply put, they steal your information. All of it. They find it's more than just what's on your clipboard. That was BS. It, they, you, you accept TikTok, they have access. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a Chinese a company and we're trying to ban it. Amazon just banned all their company or all of their employees that have access to the Amazon server. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Apparently, a story came out saying that was a mistake. Mm. Oh, what? That he didn't say? That they, they didn't weren't say supposed it? to ban it. They weren't supposed to do it? Well, I wonder, they did. I wonder if they did and then something happened and they were like, we're sorry, China. Yeah, because... China said we're going to ban Amazon. Yeah, because China yep. makes who knows how many of the products that Ooh, Amazon slangs to everybody. Did you, did you see the Josh Hawley thing? What no? What was this? When he he asked the NBA to make like a he said if you're gonna do you know uh, political jerseys why don't you do a back the blue, you know support the troops or free Hong Kong yeah when and the guy responded with F U wow or yeah it was F U right yep 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 <laughs> so now and then, and then he tweeted out and he was like don't criticize China yeah now we're seeing uh, these TikTok things popping up where everyone's like we love China mm-hmm. China is amazing we yes praise. Praise China. And like it's as like, a joke? Yeah. Well, or, I, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure. Dude, I, have no, I have no idea. This world is crazy right now. The, the world a, we're living in. There's a journalist who covers this kind of youth internet culture stuff. Her name mm-hmm. is Taylor Lorenz. Okay. And she's been subjected to a big controversy. For the, for the record, everybody, Lydia just did some air quotes. Oh, that's because she... Well, Tim's going to talk about it because she covers the topic that I think is not very valuable but i'll let tim explain it <laughs> whoa whoa you well listen, this, listen you listen. said he said journalist and you were like it's because just saying no no please tim go ahead uh, I, 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 I happen to like taylor lorenz i think she's all right okay and i know a lot of people are mad at her and i think her beat is reality it's it's and i mean this with, with all respect it's like a reality TV uh, MTV. It's, it's like, dude, we used to put 16-year-old kids on MTV and, and, and film them every, doing every bit. You know, Ryan Chuckler had his show when he was a kid. So I think there are certain things to criticize her over, for sure. So I don't even know who the, Go ahead. She's a, she's a journalist for the New York Times. All right, and go for it. one of the things that sparked a controversy was that she was communicating with Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Okay. And it was like a family drama. 
-hmm. And a lot of people were like, kid, you know, political actors, children are off limits. And her argument was Kellyanne Conway's daughter was already putting this stuff out. Right. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I, I agree. Like, there's probably a line. You shouldn't be messing the kids. But when it, when, as it pertains to TikTok, she's been covering this. And so the next like bit of controversy is her perspective on this story about TikTok is these kids are all really like freaking out. They're going to lose their careers, their followings. And what does that mean for them? It's it's their connection to dopamine, actually. Exactly. That's what I tweeted. Oh, I really? said, China got our children addicted to, cr- to, to digital crack, and we got now we got to cut them off. That's yep. nailed it, dude. That's exactly point. what I would have said. But Twitter is the same thing. Twitter Absolutely. and Instagram and Facebook yeah. is just... And, and, and the U.S. is like, yo, well, we're the dealers, man. We're not going to let <laughs> you, you know, interfere on, on what we got going on, because we, we control everything. WhatsApp? WhatsApp is huge around the world. America. Well, everybody wants, everybody wants to be cherished. Everybody wants to feel valuable. They want to, they, it's in our nature to, we're humans. We, we come together, you know, as a community. That's how we've gotten this far. That's how we've taken over the planet. So now, you know, we're, we're deconstructing the, the family home. So where is, where are people getting that connection? It's, you know, you're taught like, oh, it's, it's so bad to live at your parents' home. Uh, you, you don't live on your own anymore. And it's like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I live on my own. I've lived on my own since I was 17. And, and, you know, it's like, I don't see anything wrong with it because it's community. Now they're finding it online. Now it's yep. now, now online. When you take that away from them that now, I mean, that is their community. That's the, that's where they get that feeling, you know, that they're not getting in real life. I'm going to be, and we got to bring that back. That gonna, is, that is very important. I'm going to be, I'm going to be very careful in how I describe this. But let me just tell you how easy it is for some of these companies to trick kids into getting on their platform. You create a social media app. You buy, you buy a handful of Facebook ads and Instagram ads promoting the app, showing young people dancing and having a good time. When a young person signs up, you then give them fake followers slowly over time so they, they get the dopamine trigger. Mm. Wow, when I do a post, I get a bunch of likes. This works. Once they do... They start bragging about how many followers they have, and their friends want to get involved. So you plant the seeds using bots to trick them. By, so here's what happens with Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook. Less, you know, inst- they've actually talked about getting rid of Instagram likes okay. because it's giving people a dopamine you know, rush. Mm-hmm. You post a photo, 10,000 likes, and you're like, yes. The next day you want 11,000. You want more points, more points. So they're like, maybe we'll get rid of it. Twitter talked about getting rid of follower count, retweet count, like count. Instagram has. The reason they haven't is because that's the only reason they exist. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they would not exist if there was no metrics on them. That's true. Because you'd post. I agree. And the only thing you'd see are replies. Mm-hmm. And you might get some replies. It might be fine. So you might be willing to engage. People are, people are, people are all about the follower count, the subscription account, the how yep. many views did I get this time? So what happens is some apps... I'm being vague on purpose to avoid lawsuits. <laughs> Artificially exploit this. Yep. It's just that simple. You get a 17-year-old kid, and he thinks he's talking to his fans, and it's it's one guy in China pressing buttons going like, you know, there he goes. Now he believes, you know, that there's 50 more likes. He thinks he's it's working. <sighs> just go ahead. Finish your finish They're addicted. Mm-hmm. And when you go to take it away, they go, but I have so many followers. Here's the funny thing about the Taylor Lorenz story is why I brought it up. Some people were saying... I have got all of my followers on TikTok. It doesn't translate. You know, I've got X followers on TikTok, but barely any actually follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It's because they're not real followers. 
Yes. Yeah. So so the reason I brought this up, we were talking about the the deep web China yeah. conspiracy, right? So now now I'm seeing these weird TikTok videos of like how awesome China is. And who has who has TikTok accounts? Kids, young kids. Who's the most susceptible yep. to being converted oh, gosh. to whatever ideology you you shove down their throat when they have your attention when they're getting their dopamine from from them instead of their parents you know it used to be like your your parents would be like we're proud of you and it'd be like wow i mean someone i that's all i need i don't need the internet i don't need tv i don't need anything to know that i'm important period done because my parents showed me that and it's like that's gone that's and that is so essential now now they're getting it from china so from fake bots i mean sure it's a it's a conspiracy you know but this everything i just said still remains true this is what i think the trump side is missing a strong propaganda wing yeah you technically have it with the meme smiths and the jokes yeah but these are above board on the level engagements and but those are people that are not being paid they're doing it because they love it right so when it comes to, say, Carpe Donctum, who yeah. is the master meme smith of choice yeah, for the president, and he puts these, I, I, I loved that the lights went out at the, the debate. Remember that one? No. And then all of a sudden smoke fills the room, and then Trump walks out of the smoke, and it's playing Crazy Train or something. It's just so good. But it is meant to be fun, funny, and a joke. Right. It doesn't tell you anything about the president's positions. It's meant, it's meant to make you have a good time. Mm-hmm. That helps Trump. But what the left has is, first of all, all these big tech companies— will ban conservative opinions. Like Reddit right now is, is the most insane echo chamber of establishment leftism. Yeah. But if Trump tried to buy an ad banned, they, they you know, Facebook has, you know, flag or, or Twitter has flagged Trump. So if Trump even wanted to create, you know, a propaganda wing, they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, that's The true. establishment is completely opposed to him. Mm-hmm. And so what Trump has is for one, he has his base. It's not particularly, uh, I, I, I would, I, it's, it's relatively large. I think they say it's like 35% of the country. Then he has the center-right, Trump is better than the alternative. So the, the Trump base, these are the people who will vote for Trump no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Then you have the more moderate conservatives who are like, I wish Trump could be better, but he's certainly better than you know Biden. Yeah. And then you have a bit of the moderates who are like, oh, I guess I have to vote Trump and the Republicans because of what's happening. What... What he doesn't get is he can't grow the zealous fanaticism because the machine is against him. Okay. So, and they're using that, that propagandistic machine to create the anti-Trump vote, which is really interesting now. Joe Biden doesn't do anything. You know why? Because nobody's voting for him. Yeah, people are voting against Trump. Exactly. Not for Biden. So Facebook announced they're going to ban, they may ban political ads. Which, I mean... That is a move against Trump, period. You know why? Yeah, pro- well, Project Veritas did that, that whole expose about how they ban any Trump supporter, period. No matter what. They're like, oh, right, I, see, right, I right. see a Trump supporter. Ban. Well, so, so think about it this way. If, Joe, if people are voting for or against Trump okay. and they ban political ads, I think it that would only help. hurts Trump. No, I, I think the opposite. Because Trump ads are already being pushed down and, you know getting gotten rid of like we saw the the project veritas but at least they reach some people okay well then all the the biden ads wouldn't reach anyone there are none oh there's none 
I mean, there are Biden ads, but no one is voting for Biden. Right. Okay. So if if Trump needs to counter the propaganda with his message Mm -hmm. and they say we're banning all ads and then the media continues to spam anti-Trump propaganda, people are going to vote for or against Trump. That's it. That's what the polls say. Nobody. That's why they don't care about Biden. He is he is a nothing candidate because it's either for or against uh, Trump. Yeah, that's true. So if Trump can't post ads, they don't need Biden to post ads. They just need the media to do its thing. And there you go. Everything will be Trump bad. Yeah, that's the move. That's and that's I think Twitter banned political ads, right? Is it they did? I believe so. There you go. The early things just to hurt Trump because nobody cares about Joe Biden. But they care. They care about uh, and don't like Hillary. So when they make that switch, that's going to be when they do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so listen. I think it's I think it's hilarious. It's come to this point, but if the Republicans don't take everything. And that's a big ask. I know. And 230 reform doesn't happen. Welcome to the resistance. You will be, as far as anyone's concerned, in the gross minority in terms of culture. Your ideas will be oppressed, shut down, and you'll be told to sit down and shut up because the machine is against you. This is your last hope. If the Democrats get in even one, one branch, House, Senate, or presidency, 230 reform can't happen. That's true. And And like I said, it's not just 230 reform. They've got to go one step beyond and actually like file suits and defend it and challenge it. Mm-hmm. And that will only work. Not only that, I mean, let's be real. The Supreme Court just gave half the jurisdiction of Oklahoma back to the Native Americans, which I'm sure you know a lot of people are happy with, but is very detrimental precedent to the rest of the United States. I, a lot of people are hitting me up about that, and I, I haven't looked fully into it. But from what I'm hearing um, from many different people, it's, it's all about just the specifics of it, land ownership doesn't change right it's just the specifics of um native americans that live in, in that area mm-hmm. that have been arrested right for crimes so it's a narrow ruling right meaning they've asserted several positions and then said this is about federal uh crimes committed on this land right the state will not have jurisdiction over native americans but within their opinion they said this is a reservation which means precedent has been set to open the door for a wave of more lawsuits. Right, right, right. So that, that's why I say you're going to get two narratives on this one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are like, no, 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 don't worry about it. But the problem with that is I don't trust it because yeah. there are quite literally people in Seattle, for instance, in the government saying they want to tear down the system. Ilhan Omar saying tear down the system. It's crazy. So when the Supreme Court does this, I say, I'm not going to err on the side of it's no big deal. I'm going to err on the side of, whoa, (laughs) we should have, you know, Oklahoma needs to have jurisdiction over their state, man. I agree. So how about we we jump to the Super Chats a little later than normal? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. We got BB who said, and I pulled this up on on purpose, we are more aware than you think. That's good news. I hope so. Ooh, yes. Spin it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got you, BB. I got you. Like Fry Like Fry says, the story about the army almost makes me ashamed to be former army. Got a shirt that says spin the UFO and those little <laughs> and those little dizzy. Did you guys get the DVD Second Civil War I sent from Amazon? Hope you enjoy it and hope you all enjoyed your Freedom Day. Did we? I have not seen that yet. I don't think so. Maybe I, we did. I did enjoy my Freedom oh, Day. I think yes, we maybe we did. did. I think we have it actually right there. Oh, we do have we, a pile of we will, we will. I, I pissed a lot of people off on Facebook that day. Oh, worth it. Oh, yeah. Freedom. And it was absolutely worth it. Right on. Yep. George, thank you for the $69.69, says... I think Native Americans were of Asian descent and the Spanish are white, so it would make sense that Tim looks Mexican. Also, I low-key want the revolution to succeed. Revolutionary heads roll first. 
<laughs> oh, man. Spicy. The Kulaks have no idea what they're fighting for. Uh, that is correct, good sir. I believe that the Asians crossed the Bering Strait at some point. And there's a lot of really interesting theories about cultural development based on proximity and space. But yes, that's my general understanding. I could be wrong, but, you know, interesting stuff nonetheless. But the comparison to the Kulaks is actually pretty pretty I, on I, point. I, I tell my activist friends, who started the revolution? You did. Yep. So who is the threat to the new power structure? You, you are. are. Ding, 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 ding. They don't get it. That's what happens every time. Yep. The intelligentsia. They're the elite wealthy class who think that by siding with the revolutionaries, they will be spared. But when the revolution happens, they laugh and say, you are a wealthy white person. You're first against the wall. Yep. <laughs> Have Tome says, liberal comes from Latin liberalis, which means pertaining to a free man. In politics, to be liberal is to want to extend democracy through change and reform. One can see why that would had to be, uh, why, why that word had to be erased from our political lexicon. Good point. And it has been, man. Yep. Right now, it. I mean, look. Yep. Leftists don't call themselves liberal. No. Nope. They hate liberals. That's true. Conservatives call all leftists liberals. Yep. Not every single one of them. But that's why I'm often like, nope, 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 nope. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't use that word liberal. But the media does it all the time. Is that I.B. Ripping him over there? Oh, oh. That was back. Yes. I.B. Ripping him says, admit you love me, Tim. Adam already admitted. I will. I will. I will That's be. True. I will not be told what to do. I will but. not be told. Oh well, I, I wasn't told. I just openly admitted it. So, set the press. M H. You have to tell me. Here we go. Uh, M H says, "I married a Korean, and what you are saying about not being a full class citizen is spot on. It's what I was told. So I actually uh, know this very prominent journalist mm -hmm. who told me that I would be considered kind of a curiosity, oh, almost great. like." Um, they would love to be like, what a strange thing you are, That's, but you that, are not. That makes it so much better. Oh, I don't like that. I, I don't care. I'm like. You don't. I know, but. Yeah, yeah. What, I'm an American. Still not cool. And in America, I'm equal under the law. Boom. I'm able to succeed. Boom. I can rise up from the, the gutter of Chicago and Boom. become successful. Preach. That's why I love this country. Boom. Boom. Yes. This is why I really hate mm. why they've always said the American dream isn't. I got <laughs> I got to smash this leg button. You better be smashing that like button for that because right. America, America is awesome and you yeah. can you can make it. You can. Anyone can. I wonder what my my grandparents or great grandparents would think about my success today. Having, having gone through yep. the, 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 the racist laws, racial covenants and lack of civil rights to see, right. you know, their it's ignorance. They have no idea what it was. The what, SJWs. Yeah, they, they have zero clue. I tell you this, my ancestors are smiling down from heaven and they're, they're saying, keep fighting. Yep. You've done it. You know, we, 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 we built this future for you. We fought this fight for you. Mm -hmm. And now these people are trying to tear down what my ancestors had created to, to make sure that I would have a good life. Yep. These people are evil. These yep. people are absolutely evil. Let's see. Let's see. Let's jump back a little bit. Joseph Lopez says, facts don't care about your feelings. These Marxists want communism. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. Tayson says, no, Tim, I will tell you the meaning of life, but I can't, I, I, I want to, I won't tell you the meaning of life, but I can tell you there's meaning in life from Tassan. That is a good point. Birdman says, hey, Tim and crew, 
We just had an event in Daphne, Alabama at the restaurant Five Guys where employees refused service to police officers because they are cops. Long story short, the employees were fired. <laughs> Spin the UFO, Adam. Really? I, I Wow. Good. You know why? Good. If the, if the owner of the business... No, no, no. My, my position is you're a member of the community. You provide for the community. Yeah. I pay. You, you provide service. Yeah, exactly. If the employees decide... You fire him. Yeah, absolutely. There good, you go, Good man. riddance. This is actually a really interesting conundrum because being a cop isn't an immutable characteristic. Right. It's a job choice. Yeah. But in that regard, my, my argument actually stands tenfold. The point I make yeah. is I actually sat down and thought about the, the Baker situation. Do you know the story? I don't so, know. The Baker Maybe. in, uh, where, what was it, Colorado? Colorado, Denver. Yep. And he, so a gay couple wanted a wedding cake. And he oh, said, yeah. I will give okay. you any cake you want, but right. I won't write what you want me to write. So they sued. He won, I guess. And I actually really thought hard about, like, what is the most apt outcome? And I decided for me personally, based on my view of things, this is a city with a brick and mortar building, mm -hmm. which has provided infrastructure, which has police, which has fire department, all of these wonderful services that are paid for, not just by them, but by everybody. So if somebody lives there and comes in, I don't think it's fair that a business can reap the benefits of the taxes I pay and then deny me a service because they're occupying occupying a space that someone else could occupy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. There's a certain uh, community responsibility. Right. Uh, so again, I, I think that changes when you're doing private services and consulting and stuff, but that's the argument. If you're a police officer, you're quite literally like a yeah. function of the community. That's a good point. To deny service to a cop is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> reconcile that left that I'm like, well, cops are especially deserving of service because they are actually being paid by the community and by your taxes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, I'm not saying everybody has to agree with my stance on the, on the bakery things. I think liber libertarians disagree. That's just how I personally view it. And there's yeah. a the, 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 the first argument I get from most people is that taxes are theft. Yeah. And my argument is, right, if we, we removed the tax system in general, I would agree with your, your, your argument. Right. The way I see it, though, is that not everyone chooses to live where they live, which creates the problem. Hmm. But for people, you know, so if you choose to live somewhere, you're buying a subscription to that community. Like if okay, you move there, you know what you're getting yourself into. True. Interesting. Okay. You know, so th but there's challenges because where can you go where you can't pay taxes? That I totally understand. It's 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 a it, there's a whole lot of ethical arguments emerging with the 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 expansion of, I mean, the fact that basically every bit of land on this planet is owned by somebody. Yeah. Except for the oceans. I'm sure you can find uh, some open land in the middle of Alaska somewhere, but it's, it's where no one will know. <laughs> did you know that China owns large swaths of like of land throughout the the West? No. Yep. In Alaska? Yeah. Actually, a real estate agent told us this. Wyoming. Is, is it that, Wyoming? Is that Wyoming? Yeah. China has Crazy. been buying up cheap and open land throughout the United States. Wow. They've what been a doing surprise. it in all these different countries, man. What a surprise. Yep. People don't get it. They got a, what is it called? A thousand year plan or something? Mm. Yeah, China's scary. I think a long term. Well, yeah. They're taking over. Not if and I can Trump, help it. <laughs> not if Trump can help it. He's doing you know what, what he I, can. I wonder, I wonder if the, uh, I wonder if the goal of the establishment corporations and Democrats was allow a peaceful transition of power to China. Ooh. You, we, we've talked about Thucydides' that's, that's, trap. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. That's, yeah. that's a frightening premise. That we just, we just, because we, it's better to bend the knee than nuclear war. That's isn't what, it? Yeah, so you've been saying it's like those, those people are like, well, I might as well, might as well just go along with it because then I might end up with like a nicer house. But we know what happened to the revolutionaries.
<laughs> I wrote a song about it. Yes, yep. you did. Yeah, sure it's a good one. Kaleem Mim says, "My coworker told me that the thing about America is it's great to create your own business and succeed, but you don't get the introductions on how to figure it out on your own." Mm. That I agree with absolutely. I remember when I was younger, angry. I had the gumption, but I did not know what the first step was to actually do something. Yep. And I learned when I got older, it's literally do something. That's <laughs> yes. <is> for real. <laughs> so I literally bought a bus ticket to New York and just walked around an empty park in New York. Yep. And then from there, just kept doing things and starting that little tiny snowball down the hill for a long time. It's a tiny snowball, but eventually it's a boulder and it's going full speed. Yep. But you got to start by just literally doing it. So my advice, I can only really give you advice to, journal, to people who want to work in media. But whenever someone asks me about journalism, it's simple. Work a crummy job, save as much as you can sleep in, uh, on couches, save your money, and then go somewhere and film it. That simple. It just makes me think of the, uh, I don't remember who says it, but we're not going to get to Mars until we beat the Xbox, something like that. Oh, it was, uh, what's, what's if, we, if we ever shake hands with aliens, it will be not because we overcame the Xbox. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It, it, not, because we, not because we overcame nuclear weapons, but because we overcame the Xbox. Right, right, exactly. Think about it this way. <clears throat> it's, it's peak privilege to just be able to play video games. Some, if you're if you don't have a good job and are stable, you shouldn't be playing video games. Or or start playing video games and make sure you stream it. To make it make it something that you do. To make a business, make That's a streaming a good, business. Good point. You and do. and good point. there are a lot of streamers who are not really good, but they're fun people to hang out with. The personalities. Right. They have good characters. Right. I, there there were a bunch of streamers I used to watch mm -hmm. that I would just turn it on and then go about my day. And I'd hear them just talking and saying funny things and playing the game. And I'm yep. like, it's fun to, you know, I'm sure that's why people are listening to us. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So that's the, that's the key, man. Yeah. Do it. So I, my favorite uh, hoodie I, or sweatshirt I wear a lot on, on the show. It just says, uh, do, go do. It says great things, but then great is just crossed out because it's like, do. you can't do something great until you start doing something. So yeah. go, go do something. Go, go do things. I love it offline joseph brings up a good point he says <laughs> tattoo artists would be hurt by this in in terms of the businesses saying same basic structure argument as the baker i'll do any tattoo you want but i will not do a swastika hmm. that's interesting hmm. yeah political so in, in washington dc if you're in a tattoo parlor and someone asks for it you got to do it interesting dc is an interesting place they put they put, uh, protect political uh party uh as a as a human right which means if you walked around hmm. wearing the worst of the worst, everyone's got to... You know what you could do? You could walk into Starbucks and you can wear all the craziest whatever you want and they could not kick you out. Wow. It's a, it would be a human rights violation. It's because D.C. is where we have to engage in politics. Yeah. And what would happen if Starbucks was like, we don't serve Republicans here? <laughs> right. So, so I'm, I'm fairly confident in D.C. wearing a MAGA hat, they just... The people who hate you will grumble. Yeah. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. One of these days, maybe I'll wear one on the show. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Break the internet. <laughs> have Tome says, I'm a member of no party. I have no ideology. I'm a rationalist. I do what I can in the international struggle between science and reason and the, bar and the barbarism, superstition, and stupidity that's all around us. And there's so much of it, man. It's so much of it. It's such a bummer. Yeah, it's true. Let's see. Turtleburger says, I love the Goya thing. Anti-racist fight racism and white supremacy by boycotting a minority-run business <laughs> mm -hmm. because he thanked the racist president who was signing in an executive order supporting a minority community. <laughs> well said. Well said. Excellent. And not only that, that, that minority uh, company 
does so much for the community. Right. I've, I've been looking into him more, you know, because today I was just kind of like, this is crazy. This is hilarious. It's going on. Right there, basically. So what I said, for those, the context wasn't a familiar. It's basically that the, C- <laughs> the CEO of Goya said thank you to Donald Trump. And, and then all of a sudden, all of these lefties were like, you know, Google, I think AOC said, time to Google search how to make your own adobo. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's, like, it's what? It is, it is a, it's food products. You know what I said? I'm, I'm, I mean this legitimately. If I, uh, Bill de Blasio said, we are banning large public gatherings except Black Lives Matter. He said that, right? Yes. Yeah. I would argue that supporting Goya is more important than Black Lives Matter for one reason. Why? Goya employees are essential workers during a pandemic who are risking their safety in the, directly to yeah. make sure there is enough food for people in this country. That's a good point. Therefore, I believe I should have a right to march in support of Goya in a large gathering of hundreds of thousands of people in New York City. And who is Bill de Blasio to argue that my cause is less important than his cause? I like it. Now, I'm not going to organize a Goya protest. I'm sorry. Um, but I will go by Goya. Me too. Dude, did you see the meme I, I retweeted? No. Cassandra Fairbanks tweeted, I'm about to own the libs deliciously. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And then she posted a bunch of photos of all the Goya stuff she was ordering online. <laughs> and then that. someone quoted it saying, seasoning your meal to own the libs. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. Because it's it. the most wholesome, like, culture war battle. But this is what really pisses me off. Seasoning your meals. This, this really pisses me off because we got people all over the place without food, right? Mm-hmm. People love, yeah. They're starving people in the world. And it's like, I've heard all, my whole life, basically. Finish your plate. Mm-hmm. But now they're dumping Goya products in the trash, filming it like, oh, yeah. Really? Boycott Boya, Goya. Goya. Pandemic? It's like, mm-hmm. really? You're going to throw Canned away food. food. You're going to throw away mm. food right now instead of, okay, if you truly believe that, you could take your Goya products and go give it to a food shelter. Go give it to some homeless people that might need it. Mm-hmm. Go, go give it to a church that will, you know, bring it to the right place. It's like, y- you are just, you're losing my respect if you even had any to begin with mm-hmm. but it's crazy i'm seeing yeah. it all over the place they think it's cool there it's like what kind of virtue signaling remember, are you doing <laughs> but remember when what? remember conservatives burned their nike gear over colin kaepernick yeah. i did i did hear about i, I remember like that, that yeah. the thing about that was i thought it was dumb to burn the gear right but there's no big deal in destroying your own shoes they already bought it yeah yeah it's like their shoes or whatever i get it like sure. it's kind of a waste but whatever yeah, like, it's like they already, well, they already bought the, bought the product. Exactly. Yeah. The company already got your money. Right. Well, they're throwing it away. <laughs> they're not going to wear it anymore. They're not going to wrap the brand. So I, I, I would, know, but the Goya food, it's, it's mostly right, I know. Canned, yeah. canned beans. Right. You're throwing away canned beans for, for the internet to see your they little video. They don't want to donate it. Own the cons. Right. Guaranteed. They all hit stop, post, set the phone down, and took it out of the trash, yep. put it back into the cabinet. Yep. Or made their di- their their di- dinner, you know. <laughs> so this, we, we got one from uh, Evodio Tovar who says, "Man, I was gonna vote for JoJo. After listening to this, I think I'm going for Trump at this point." I think we all need to. That's that's such a bummer. Yep. The Libertarian Party. I've always been kind of like, well, I get it. Their their candidates are the scraggly taxidermy fox. <laughs> but it's it, ten, it, it's ten o'clock. So it is indeed. Adam but is cracking open the, the the whiskey. <laughs> Look, man, I've often said this. My personal ideology falls on the left libertarian spectrum, of which there are few people because it is probably the most difficult political spectrum which you could exist on. It requires reasoned cooperation to create a functioning system. And it's very difficult. You're hurting cats. Right-wing libertarianism is typically free market 
libertarianism. Everyone does their thing within reason, non-aggression principle, but you can buy and trade and, and the invisible hand guides things. And I've always maintained if I had to choose which, which quadrant our government would exist in, there's only one that makes the most sense, hmm. the libertarian right. You know why? How come? Within the libertarian right, I can have my left libertarian little, little society. That's a good point. Even within our system, I think Ron Paul said this. If people want socialism so bad, why don't they go off and make a socialist community? Some people have actually done this. Hmm. There's a really famous commune of like 100 people, and you can sign up to, be, to live there, and everyone works, and they share in the bounty of all the work they do. But it's very, it's 100 people or so. Right. Within America, you can move somewhere, get your buddies, and have your commune. It's true. There's no, there's no law against this. Why won't they do it? Because it takes work, Tim. Because they're not really libertarian. Yeah. They're it takes authoritarians work. who want to steal your stuff. That's right. They want other people to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's easy. They want your stuff and they don't want to do any work for it. Okay. I, before we move on, I don't know if we're going to do music now. We are. You should play, you should play first. What, uh, what should I play? A song. A song. Um, <laughs> so I want to notice somebody right here. Says, uh, this is iRes TV. Says, notice me, daddy. And in parentheses, it's Adam. Uh, sorry, Tim. You're great. But he did go viral. So... So that that's it. Oh. But <laughs> well, it, all right. It was a hefty super chat. Oh, nice. Oh, was so it, was it new or was it? Yeah, it just uh, just happened. Oh, cool. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, thank yeah. you for that hefty so, super thanks. chat. Thank you. I see you. I notice you, and I appreciate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna spin the UFO for you. <clears throat> now you now you can smash the like button. Yeah, smash, <laughs> smash it, smash the button and rip it off. <laughs> This is normally where the show would end, but don't go because we're going to keep hanging out. It's Friday night. It is Friday. And so we actually hang out for about another half an hour and we're going to play some music. And I guess I'm going to play a song if my throat works because this is like hour six of me talking today. You want to my throat's getting dry. No, well, I, I have, have this, uh, this Canada Dry Lemon Lime Sparkling Seltzer. Mm -hmm. But before we, we, we go into, into the jam session, make sure you subscribe smash the like button, hit the notification bell. We do the show Monday through Friday, live at 8 p.m. We put up clips every day, and you must. This is your homework, all right? Everyone's got homework. Yeah, tomorrow at 8 p.m., uh, go to YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Adam Cast IRL is going live for the first time from my new channel, and you can. Uh, we're going to do me and, and Ian Crossland's back. Tweet, tweet out the, the link to your channel. I, I will. I, I have a few times. Uh, I will tweet it out. I'll put it on Parlor too. So actually, I have. So, But I'll do it again, obviously. And uh, check it out. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff. Uh, I'm, I, I was a big fan of the deep dive into Tesla. We're probably going to be doing deep dives into whatever. At mostly people, really cool people. So I was going to say the homework is to spread the good word of the TimCast IRL oh, yeah, podcast. <laughs> Spread the message. I, I Tell it. all your friends. <laughs> yes. The greatest podcast. Certainly. Uh, so we, we are on like iTunes, Spotify, and Google. I think we're still trying to get on a bunch of other. But we're on iHeart. We're on iHeart? Yeah. We need to get on Pandora. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that too. So you can find us basically everywhere. And you should. And you should hang out. But the other news is we're going to be creating. Uh, we're working on a website. So feel free to. Do we have an email for people? Spin the UFO at gmail.com. All right. Yep. Spin the UFO at gmail.com. We're looking for like a full service web development Oh, no, actually, we're not. We found one, didn't we? We did. We yeah, do have one. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> we did find somebody. So, but, you uh, can also, but you can send stories there. Lydia does. Uh, she uh, takes care of that yep, email. So I go through it every day. If you want to uh, send her some stories, mm -hmm. that'd be great. We're going to hang out for a little bit. Do you want to set up the mics now for the, for the music? Yeah, I'll set, you, yeah, I'll go set you up. Because I've never done it before. So uh, for those that are, that are, that are hanging out, let, let me just say, 
for as, as it pertains to the cultural commentary and po- political stuff, we're, we're winding down. But you are free to continue to hang out because it turns out Adam and I are both really, apparently, really good at playing music. <laughs> and we're going to. So we're not going away just yet. So you're still, you know, still stay, hang, and we'll just, you know, jam out and hang out. And you ready for me to turn the mic on? I'll, well, I can, I, can, I can plug it in whenever you're ready. You have to plug it in first. All right. Before I turn it on. I'm going to mute the audio now for those listening so I can plug this in so it doesn't blow out your eardrums. And now we're back. Testing, testing. It's still giving me feedback, though. One, two, three. Oh, it is? Yeah. There we go. I think we're good. Whoa. Uh-oh. What? Something happened. Let me double check Everyone's everything. Everyone's ears just explode? <laughs> I think, I, Adam, I think you have to go first. Why? Because I need to do, adjust the levels for the, the ambient mic. Well, let, let me go grab my whiskey. There we go. Adam's gonna play y'all the song. Or you know what? I'll just I'll just do it. Do you know how to adjust the, the levels for the? I'll play a song in E. Do we have the jam cam on? Yeah, it's, it should be on. to it all right well first off thanks for everyone for uh still hanging out to uh listen to us both play uh i have no idea what i'm gonna play so i'm, I'm just gonna play uh she's just this is a song that i wrote um oh, a long time ago 10 years ago now i guess She took another drink at the bar And to tell you what the truth is I just never knew when to stop I never knew when to stop She was sitting in the corner Trying to pick up her pride, they didn't disown her. Oh, but she wished that they had tried, been gone three summers. Made all the difference in the world, at least ten years older in her mind. But that's alright. Moved to California, out to live that western dream. But her eastern persona wouldn't ever, ever let her be. She always ended up missing home She always ended up missing home Missing home 
many before her She's just, just another face in the crowd Well, it's becoming clearer to her But she's not ready right now well, she's not ready to go Intentions grew bolder Impatience picked up steam Too many people told her You have to stay And take what's in your reach I won't just stand here Watching all my plans fall through Cause I've discovered It's all about the time I use Move to California How to live that western dream persona wouldn't ever ever let her be she always ended missing home she always ended missing home missing home too far, she said, she took another drink at the bar, and to tell you what the truth is, I just never knew when to start, thank you, alright, I'm gonna get Tim to come over and play a song, 16,000 people and two people in the room clap, Woo! <laughs> come on guys, <laughs> thank you everybody, Don't forget to smash that like button. <laughs> smash that like button. How's it going, y'all? I'm gonna play a song that was not written to be performed on an acoustic guitar, but everybody really liked that I was playing it before when we were jamming, so I'm gonna play it. Everything look good on uh, on your guys' end? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> See what I can do. Maybe maybe I should play it a little bit more acoustic-y, I suppose. Dream, but all the promises you couldn't keep. Just 
away ever so blissfully Who only wanted something so beautiful Here it goes again, just like you thought it would, my friend But you don't know now It's a million to one Enter the dream, all the promises you couldn't keep But you don't know now it's a million to one It's a million to one It's a million to this song and I it gets in my head all the time it's not mine and uh, we're not allowed to cover stuff but there's a loophole see I can cover Tim's music oh here we go and no one has to know well obviously I just told everyone <laughs> but uh, this this one's called words in a book I've I've heard the song when I when I first met him we, we jammed a little bit and he played the song and I was like dude you got some skill man and it's always been in my head, seriously, for freaking eight years. I love, I love the song, so. Remember when Fight for peace But heroes were only on TV screens The market's made up Of broken hopes and dreams To put me back in mediocrity Two, three, four Taking more, taking spite of this Focus on the way Really, guess you never change that day It's hard to believe that you
fight for peace and villains weren't only on TV screens My heart is made up of broken hopes and dreams I'll take my place in history Take it more, take in spite of this And focus on the ways I really wish you'd change that day It's hard to believe that you And pray it works Another aching in your heart starts to burn Take it more, take in spite of this And focus on the ways really hope you change that day It's hard to believe but I'm moving on with my dreams Cause you were never there for me There are words in a book about what we've been through And there are lines in a scroll And pray it works Another aching in your heart starts to burn Tim, I, I really love that song. So that's that's, that's a good Tim's, song. That's Tim's song. <laughs> you want to play another one? Yeah, what should I play though? Yes. I mean, there's Will of, the Will of the People sitting right here. I mean, I know you know the words. I don't even. I don't need it. <laughs> <clears throat> but I could play something else. Well, play whatever you feel like. I gotta pick. Yeah, well, all right. <clears throat> all right. Oh. What? Play something that's easier on your voice. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, don't belt it. Think, uh, could you could you pinpoint? Oh, here he goes. <laughs> well, tell them t while, while we're taking this very ever so slight smash the like button. <laughs> we're a well-oiled machine. 
it's, it's, it's tuned as good as it's gonna get. Subliminal. Felt like clouds filled the sky when you looked at me and said goodbye. This is a soy song, by the way. <laughs> it felt like the rain came down when you looked away and turned around. Oh no. Now it's kind of like I lack the strength to carry on by myself in time. You'll find that it's kind of like I feel the my sides to hold me tight It's better than before It felt like the room started spinning There's a man
No, that'll do it for me tonight. Yeah, yeah. I could maybe play like a really light one. She goes, don't play something where you have to belt. <laughs> yeah, man. So you, so you play a song that you, you like dig into. I tried. Yeah. What am I? Guess what I'm doing right now? Smashing the like Bidening button. Bidening that like button. Bidening the button. You <laughs> <laughs> smelled it. Oh, I sniffed it. Technically, is the the correct. Somebody said 50 bucks, Tim can't record next week. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he did a lot of recording. He did Will of the People over and over and over again. That's why. That's the true. <coughs> no, no. Yeah, that last week I lost my voice. We did six full belt takes of Will of the People. And that was and, and like, uh, in like a half an hour span. <clears throat> Any requests in the room? I mean, I always pick your hot singles. I know, but I... <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I don't want to play Taking It Back or Melancholy, Melancholy Hell. <laughs> Those are the two that... There's I another like one you play, though. Most, though. Oh, What's what? the one find other one? Find Yourself? Yes. I like that. That's what I was Yes, Find Yourself. All right, I'll play Find Yourself. It's not the same without Nisha, who's joined me a couple times um, on the show playing it. And it all right. I'll, for, I'll, those that, for those that are curious, every song being played tonight is original, Technically, Adam played a cover, but it was a cover of my song, so we original. can't we can't do cover. So th- that song I played was a complete original. Yeah, yeah. Everything we were playing is yeah. original. This is Adam's original now. This one's called "Find Yourself." <laughs> the beanie's off. He means business. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, some songs just how dare you? <laughs> they they require to be beanie lists. <laughs> The saints are calling all the masses They want your souls, go pay all their taxes Don't fear your belief of what you are inside Hold it dear, it's the truth that they're trying to hide Recognize the first stage of trouble Open your eyes to disguise, start searching Deepen your soul, deepen inside your soul, and find yourself, cause no one else will find yourself. Salivatic little getaway Where are you on your knees Swallowing the answers See authority See they don't take chances Are we blind? It's a crime that we can ignore I think it's time We show them that we'll take no more Recognize the first stage of trouble Open your eyes to disguise Start searching Deep in your soul Deep inside your soul And find yourself Cause no one else will find yourself Cause no one else will 
unequivocally disobey Help me Horace, let me seize the day <laughs> With a Guy Fox mask, true determination Anonymous bliss, who controls the nation Are we blind? It's a crime that we can't ignore I think it's time we show them that we'll take no more Recognize the first stage of trouble Open your eyes to disguise, start searching Deep in your soul, deep inside your soul And find yourself Cause no one else will find yourself Cause no one else will recognize the first stage of trouble Open your eyes to disguise Start searching. Yeah. Woo! Thank you. That was uh, Find Yourself, um, another one of my songs. I guess, what time is it? It is 10.32. Arguably about that time, but, you know. I'm going to cut it off. You're going to cut it off? All, All right. right, he's cutting it but, off. But listen, before I, do, before I go back over there, tomorrow night, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna, I can play some more songs tomorrow. You can tune in at 8 p.m., Adam Cast IRL. I'm gonna have uh, Ian Crossland is uh, gonna be my co-host. We're gonna be—he's also a musician. You haven't heard him. He didn't get a, a chance to play on Adamcast, but uh, I'm bringing Adamcast back. So tomorrow night, 8 p.m., uh, we're gonna talk a bunch, and then we'll probably jam some songs afterwards. Why not? Saturday night thing. So uh, yeah, tune in. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm gonna head back over there. We're gonna switch things back up. So. Thanks for hanging out for this Friday night jam session. We, we go a little long, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to everybody who, who hangs out. It's kind of crazy because right now, because of COVID, there's no large gatherings. That's a good point. But you played a song to 20,000 people. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Wow. For, for those of you that are watching, just wow. to let you know, like some of the biggest venues for like your average band will have like a thousand seats. Whoops. For real. Yeah, I worked I worked at a venue oh, in Chicago. Wow, thinking about it is insane. Yeah. It's like I just played for 20,000 people. Is that what you're saying? I did, yeah. And thank, then it, thank you. And then that's, it leveled off. That's all I, I have think, to say. Like 12,000 people hang out, just chilling. No, it was 15 when it was like 16. When I just mean play. like just, you know, just as you were finishing off. Right, right, right. You know, like there's still 12,000 people who are like hanging out. That's crazy. I mean, you guys rock. I, I got to admit, there's a certain weird feeling where I'm just, we're, we're just sitting in the house <laughs> and we're like cameras on. We're talking about our feelings and playing music. And it's like <laughs> people are hanging out with us. It's I mean, cool. that's life. literally what we do. I know. <laughs> and you got whiskey. <laughs> Talk about the worst job in the world, man. Oh, man, I, I tweeted last week after after the jam, and I was just like, I love my job. <laughs> I was like, the yeah. sentiment remains. It resonates. I so really do love my job. We are moving forward with a big expansion project for those that have been hanging out. We've been talking about it. I'm hoping we can get get it going within mm. like a month and a half. Yeah. That's, indoor that's indoor really... skate park, live skate sessions yes we're we're, we're we're so we have a big plan right now uh we're gonna have like a members only site with live access so when we're skating the mini ramp because we do like almost every day when it's not well with an indoor park we're skating every day <laughs> yeah we're gonna be skating all let the me, time let me, let me tell you about my about my schedule the first thing i do when i wake up you know yeah. what it is what is it i go onto twitter and i go onto reddit hey, okay that's what i do reddit's become less effective 
But for the most part, I immediately start looking at my various news websites, news sources, and Twitter feed. Okay. As soon as I wake up, I grab my phone and I'm sourcing news, grabbing links and storing them, being like, these are, these are interesting things. I'm reading about what's going on yep. at 7 a.m. I usually get done with all of my recording around like 3.30 or so because those clips go up at like 6. And then I go in the skate park. I skate for a couple hours, mm-hmm. come back in, eat some food. And then we come back in here. And then you're there. And we do the next show. For and then time. at about 11.30 or so, I'm in bed. And over the past couple of weeks, I've been watching every episode reruns of The Outer Limits. I love that show. I've never seen it. So good. And I'm going to do Tales from the Crypt next. I am excited to uh, read this book. Thomas Sowell, dude, oh, is a yes. legend. Can I get my, uh, what a boss. Here, I get my here, camera? Here. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Oh, man. I've been, uh, been hearing about this book. This guy just really he's a genius in his own right and uh a lot of people need to look into him if you don't know him thomas soul man he's a yeah he's he's got a twitter account where they post quotes from him the dude is just the quotes are on fire yeah nonstop. it's great yeah awesome awesome stuff so uh it's it's friday we will be back monday at 8 p.m live make sure to follow me on twitter instagram and youtube and all that stuff at timcast and and parlor for and parlor yeah and for those that don't know i mean there's probably an overlap where people don't know that i actually have two other channels because i'm sure but i actually have two other channels that are just me doing like news commentary it's very different from what we do here and then adam actually has his own channel he launched adamcast irl yep there you go adamcast irl make sure you guys subscribe yep um you should tweet adam you'll, you'll will, tweet it out uh, yeah i'll tweet it out but i mean for those who are here right now adamcast irl it, it is a channel i uploaded a video I, I you couldn't actually see it until i had a video so what i did was i took my favorite video of adamcast when they were doing joe rogan uh, a couple months ago yeah i was and, gone for a couple weeks and then yeah it was uh, basically a deep dive into nikola tesla Amazing man. If you don't know anything about him, you want to know more about him, you could you could check it out on my channel, Adamcast IRL. But more importantly, it's going to be a live show, probably Saturday, like a Saturday thing. Uh, me and Ian are just going to rap about uh, stuff, deep dive into really interesting people in life, and uh, the same set. It it will use the yeah. set here for now until the new location. We yeah. might we might have I might have my own spot. In, I think in this, we will in the Cast Network. Will. Cast yeah. Castle is that a thing? Cast Castle. Cast so we're Castle. gonna we're gonna have a vlog yep. of this new massive space. Yep. There's gonna be uh, so much happening, man. We're gonna have exclusive content. We're actually gonna create a members thing for like people who want to watch the mini ramp and hang out, and we're gonna do special releases. But I'm also gonna be setting up some actual journalists to do fact checking on a ton of news to actually start solving these problems. Put my money where my mouth is. Yes. Adams, we're, we're probably gonna have mul- excuse me multiple sets. Yep. But uh, first things first, we're getting a new space, motivated in part by the awful leadership of Governor Murphy in New mm-hmm. Jersey. And I was like, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just got to go. And the, the good news is that when you move into the middle of nowhere, you can get big spaces for low cost. Okay. That's true. <laughs> so oh, I'm excited. a lot of expansion. I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out how to build a full vert ramp. But that might be just a pipe dream because you're yeah. shaking your head. You're like, we're going to do it. I, I can't. I, I can skate a mini ramp. You know, decently well. I don't know about a vert ramp, but it'd be fun. I want to learn vert. I would I love know, to man. skate vert. It looks yeah, so much fun. And yeah. t- Tony Hawk just did a, is doing a master class now. Yep. And he's like the vert master. So, vert. Maybe we can have him out. I mean, Tony Hawk, well. if you're listening, because of course he watches the show. Of course, yeah. Well, that's this, uh, this, if you're <laughs> listening. Um, we would love to have you come out to Cast Castle when you know we officially get it going. The good news is we're gonna have a ton of space for having guests. The bad news is we're going to be in the middle of nowhere, so getting them there will be a 
certain well, we'll and we don't want out. anyone to know. So if you want to be a guest, you got we got black bag. Black bag. Yeah, yeah. At, 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 at the, the airport. Oh, yeah. So here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> if you want to be a guest in the show, we'll give you we'll give you a street address to stand at on a corner <laughs> yeah. in, a, in in a random city. Yes. And then you'll be standing there, and a van will pull up. The door will slide open. Two guys will throw a bag over your head and pull you in. And you will wake up here. Don't on worry. On the set, it's, live. It's <laughs> we pull the bag off your head and you're sitting here. And Welcome like, to the Tim Cass IRL like, show. Their hair's all messed up and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> please don't hurt me. Uh, oh, Tim. Tim Poole. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. They'll <laughs> be in the van. They'll be knocked out or whatever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> all right, everybody. So, uh, again, Adam will tweet Smash out. Smash that like button. Yes. No, oh, no. Is that not what? I was yeah. going to say Adam's going to post his uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Adam Cass IRL. We're going to get out of You'll here. We'll, we'll be back on, on Monday. I'm going to be back tomorrow. And then uh, stick around, man. We're getting really excited for this, this new big upgrade. So uh, thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all next time. Bye, guys.